is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we give to you there. Unlike a lot of those talk show hosts, we provide our website and the content for free. So head over and enjoy at freetalklive.com. And you also get to uh, control the content, find something online you think is interesting, you just submit it over at freetalklive.com as show prep, and then other listeners will vote as to whether they like or dislike uh, what it is that uh, you have submitted. And the most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. Com. So head on over there and get interactive. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. Derek J. <laughs> and Mark. All right. So uh, so obviously today's a big day here in New Hampshire where we do this show. Uh, Derek J., you voted for the first time so ever. So excited. Today. Everything's going to change. We're going to be free in a minute <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> the reason everything wasn't working out before is because I had never voted. And now that I have, everything's going to be different. You were the linchpin in it all. <laughs> Well, it certainly feels like it. You know, there was a big process about going in and everything. How'd that go, by the way? It was fantastic. I was able to record the whole thing. Okay, great. So there will be video up at uh, livefreerdance.com later. I mean, this is going to be historic video. Oh, yeah, this is huge. Um, Because, you know, this is when everything changes. And also, I was able to vote and register to vote without an ID. That's pretty unusual. Yeah, that is. I don't think that can happen in other states. And, not you know, too many they, of them. They, they many, were yeah. saying that they, they weren't expecting anything like that, and they were asking for ID a couple of dozen times until they were like, oh, we actually have a form for that. That's right. No, they do try to push you into it, but you don't have to in New Hampshire. Uh, you don't have to show ID or proof of residency or anything like that. I'm was, glad they try to push people into it. I frankly think that uh, you know, it's better to have an ID. To, have to vote. What? Yeah, I get what you're saying, Mark, but on the other hand, if it is truly a right to vote, then you shouldn't have to have government ID in order to do it, right? I, I get where you're coming from. I don't know that I don't know that votes voting actually is a right. I think it's sort of an agreement. If if you were really a citizen and we're not, um, you know, because we don't, the government doesn't owe you a duty of uh, protection. But if you really were, then you would enter into that uh, that that uh, as a um, you know voluntarily, contract of some sort, and therefore it would be a stipulation of the contract. So that's not a right; it's a stipulation. I think it's a game, and I I want fewer barriers to entry for playing this game. So, what about people that that actually do do voter fraud? Though, I mean, do you want voter fraud? But they do voter fraud anyway. Yeah, it's always going to happen. It's just unexpected. You know, what, what am I going to say? Like, oh, well, this year there's going to be no voter fraud, so this is the one I'll choose to vote in. Like, what? you know, I, anytime there's going to be voter fraud. So Right. I remember it was uh, last time around, I guess it was the last election, where there was some question about where some of the ballots were taken, the seal oh, was yeah. removed, oh, and yeah. the seal was replaced. But that's not voter and- fraud necessarily that it's is election fraud how about poor, that it might be but i mean it you, you, just because they didn't follow the rules it, i mean they I'm didn't follow the, the rules. part of the voters it's fraud on the part of the election i've officials. got a spoiler for you mark this year there will be dead people voting <laughs> there will be and maybe even dogs and cats don't we want as few as possible i mean if you run a retail well, how can store, i control that if you want a retail store then you attempt to have as little theft as possible well i can't control that uh, so the primary thing happening, uh, polls just closed here in New Hampshire at 7 o'clock Eastern. So uh, we'll probably know more in the 9 o'clock hour as to how things are going. Don't give us anything right now, Mark. The, the numbers <laughs> uh, at this point are premature. 
Uh, of course, the the pre polling showed that you know Mitt Romney is probably going to to run away with it, which I find disappointing. But I think that uh, we're going to see Ron Paul do a lot better uh, this time out than than we did in 2008. The same thing is in Iowa. He did more than twice. He got more than twice the percentage mm-hmm. uh, in Iowa this time around than he did in 2008. I think what did he get in uh, New Hampshire? Was it eight uh, percent last time out? I, it I think? was eight point something. I, if I if you wanted yeah. to test my memory, I can uh, check if, it. I if can we want to play that it. game. I'll t- I'll say eight point six. Yeah. So uh, so I bet I imagine he's going to do more than twice as uh, as well also in New Hampshire this time around. Which you know these are good indicators. Uh, it doesn't mean that like you know it doesn't mean we're going to be free. Uh, certainly Ron Paul wouldn't be able to set us free, but it does mean that uh, the ideas of liberty are infectious. Stop and- destroying my illusions now, Ian. Oh, I'm sorry. I hear he's polling well in South Carolina though, isn't the, aren't is they? Having I haven't heard that at all. Um, I'm very heard, worried about South that. Carolina. Frankly, I heard he's polling well there. Yeah, I, I heard that um, even. Uh, Who's that comedian? Who's a Col- Corp? Corp? Colbert. Colbert. Yeah, he's he's even uh, doing better than Huntsman down in South Carolina. So speaking of Huntsman, that <laughs> reminds me. I was waiting for you to be on the show, Derek J, because uh, you weren't. You're only on Tuesday nights, and we had a bit of an adventure over the weekend. Uh, it's been a pretty busy last couple weeks here in uh, in the Shire, and. We talked to you last week about our adventure with the Santorum uh, campaign coming to town and us going out to serenade them with some Shire Choir songs uh, and ask ask really hard-hitting questions like, Rick, have you Googled yourself? Uh, That was one of the questions. Now, of course, if you don't know what the uh, Santorum Google meme is, we were talking about memes last night, uh, these ideas that spread virally kind of on the internet, then you could go and Google him, but if you're easily grossed out or perhaps eating dinner at the moment, uh, you probably don't want to Google Santorum. Yeah, wait on that. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, if you do, you'll find out why we asked him uh, that question. And you have posted a, a quite the video over at Freekeen.com, Derek J. It's called Freekeen Owns Santorum. Sure did. And folks can go and take a look at exactly what happened uh, with between us. It wasn't just you and I. There were a handful of other folks out there, activists, that had come out to uh, to sing with us. That's right. The Shire Choir Carols. And it was really quite a day. Oh yeah, it was huge. I mean, there were there were carols. We had uh, strangers putting hands on us. Uh, we were interacting with some of the campaign and asking them, uh, you know, how th- how they feel about um, you know ending prohibition. And had some great interactions with uh, some of the voters that who are looking to support Santorum, and also uh, made it to the AP. So you know, good news all that around. That was incredible. Right? That was really cool. I was glad to see that happen because what happened at the Huntsman event did not make the news. It was really pretty much covered up. We'll get to that in a moment. But if you want to see the Santorum video, uh, it is there. If you've seen the AP version, you know, they did a decent job, I think. I think they did an okay job of covering what happened with uh, with us getting kicked out of the event for uh, for basically, you know, using free speech. Uh, but our video is longer. It's much more comprehensive. It shows you the beginning, mm-hmm. the middle, the end, the whole picture of, uh, of what went on. And, uh, you know, basically we showed up. Uh, he gets out of his truck. We were there when all the other media was on the other side of the building. Yeah, so. had the only footage of him arriving at the Keen event. So that's uh, prime footage to view right there. Yep, and uh, so we got that. I put that online as it went out kind of as a viral video. Uh, I had hit over 11,000 views in two days. I haven't checked on it today. Uh, but then, you know, this longer version really tells the, the full story because then we went inside. There were a whole bunch of people at this uh, this event. They were packed in, 
and we were singing in the other room because we couldn't get into the main mm-hmm. room. And some people were pretty upset about that. They didn't like that uh, that we were serenading the uh, the audience in there. Serenading doesn't sound right. Disrupting. I mean, um, you it's, know, we were serenading. It was quiet. It's not like we were shouting these carols. They they were pretty much whispered. I mean, there's no way Santorum could have heard them. We had our voices down. I thought you were, sure. that we were talking about Huntsman. No, no, no. This is a recap of the Santorum thing. This is out um, outside the library then. Inside. Yeah. We were inside, inside the library inside this time. At There's the, somebody's uh, event. Gotcha. It was an overflow uh, crowd, so we were in the overflow room. We were not actually in the Santorum room. And so you get to so see the, curious, um, you get to see the woman uh, going la 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 over into Derek's <laughs> ear as he's trying to sing, and the man uh, backing. She wasn't rudely. very good. I no, mean, I thought wasn't. she was trying to join in, but mm-hmm. she just was terrible. Didn't know the words or anything. And the very so large I, uh, man who if, backed if my model, into you rudely. If, if my model train, uh, you know, club wanted to meet at the library, and I think they do let uh, organizations, I think non-religious organizations, meet at the library when they feel like. Yeah. Would it be cool of you guys to go in there and like sing and disrupt what we're doing? You would love it. No, I would. <laughs> <laughs> we are so good, and we even got compliments. You'll see in the video. That's true. We did. That some of the bureaucrats who were trying to keep us out actually admitted that we were very good. One bureaucrat <laughs> admitted that, and then another lady that just happened to be standing oh, there, right, an older right. elderly lady who was there. Although there were a couple of angry uh, Santorum supporters who did not like our singing. Yeah, go. I, don't, I think if you're going to sing, you should sing outside to draw people out. I mean, if your singing's we so were good, of his room, we were in the second room next next door to him. Eight five five four fifty free. So sing libraries, dude. It's called uh, Freaking Free Owns Santorum over at Freaking.com. And still to come over at Freaking.com, the Huntsman video. We'll give you a recap of that here in a little bit so you can look forward to it. Also, you can bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. The Huntsman thing was even more outrageous what happened to us. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. The website includes various features. Uh, The archives are there for you. You can go to freetalklive.com and download as many uh, shows as you would like, going all the way back to late 2006. All of it free over at freetalklive.com. Coming February 23rd through the 26th. That is just a few weeks away, several weeks uh, from now. It is one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world. We like to call it the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. And you should be there because, well... There's a lot of reasons why. Number one, hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people will all be hanging out in the same hotel for the weekend. And if that were all that was going on, that alone would be pretty cool. 
But there's actually more than that. You've got uh, great guest speakers like Carlos Miller from Photography is Not a Crime, uh, Jody Emery, Cannabis Culture uh, Magazine, she'll be there, Peter Schiff, the uh, world-renowned investment advisor, Joel Salatin, the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business, Prax Girl will be there, and so many more. You can go to uh, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get the full list of speakers, get uh, some details on the hotel, how much it all costs. It is very affordable. If you ever been to a convention before, you're probably going to see that this convention is a, is a fraction of the cost of your typical kind of industry-style uh, convention. I know that, uh, Mark, you and I usually pay like 400 bucks a ticket for the uh, the industry t- uh, conventions we go to. Yeah, that sounds, like a, that sounds like a convention ticket. Yeah, and cost. they don't last as long as the no. Liberty Forum, and there's not as much happening as no, the Liberty Forum. No, not as Forum. many paid speakers or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. There's also, you know, luncheons and dinners and late-night parties, and it is an absolute blast. Derek J., you've never been before, so this will be your, your first time. Virgin at the Liberty Forum. Yeah, but you are going. It's confirmed, yes? Oh, yes. All it's right. going to be a blast. Excellent. So Free Talk Live also to be broadcasting live. Uh, from what I understand, we're going to have a different room. So if you've been to the Liberty Forum uh, before, you will have to uh, find our new location. What? I, heard I love they our turned, old room. They turned our old room into a hair salon. All right. From what I understand. I see. Well, so. it didn't. It probably didn't get used for much. I mean, yeah. it seemed perfect for Free Talk Live and not good for much Anything else. Anything else. Yeah, yeah, it just seemed to sit there. Uh, but we will be there at broadcasting and live. And you get your hair done while you're there. And it'll be a lot of fun. So uh, come on out to the Liberty Forum. Go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Again, February 23rd through the 26th. And it's not all happening inside the hotel. There will be things outside the hotel, like on the Thursday that starts, that kicks off the Liberty Forum before things really get going in the hotel. There's, I believe, a gun shoot. I believe there's also a state house tour. So, you know, for those of you who have never been to New Hampshire before, you can kind of go out and, and do things, uh, even though it will be, uh, you know, the middle of winter. The gun shoot is indoors. It's an indoor range. So that makes it better. Don't have to worry about your hands getting all cold while you're trying to shoot. That is not much fun. I can tell you. No, that. indoors shooting is way appealing for the yeah. winter time. Absolutely. Now, outdoors, when, uh, you know, non-winter outdoors is a great, great place to be in, uh, in New Hampshire. Oh, uh, yeah. If, if you want to shoot. Beautiful scenery. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Our discount code to save you 10% on the registration fees is FTL2012. That's FTL2012. Uh, let's talk more about some of the activism that's been going on up here recently because, uh, Mark, I know that you were talking with me about some of the tactics last night. And I think we can dig into you know, whether or not what we were doing, Derek Jay and I and some of the other activists with these political campaigns, was disruptive. For for instance, singing at the uh, the Santorum event and holding signs at the Huntsman event. We'll tell you more about that here in a moment. But Nick is on the line in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Nick. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. A moment ago, you were talking about the uh, Santorum Google bomb. Yes, sir. Yeah. I feel a little bit alone in this opinion, but... Even when I first heard about it, I just found it to be childish and not at all productive. Um, I I hear that, Nick. I, I felt the same way until when I saw Santorum. I, I feel like he's hiding something about himself. Mm. And I feel like this uh, Google bomb may help uh, him bring it out. You didn't. I don't think you mentioned this on the air, did you? No, but okay. So Let's I'll, speculate. I'll just, I'll just go through it, Nick. <laughs> uh, since you brought it up. There was a gentleman who came out of Santorum's car and went into his car who was riding in the back seat with fine clothes. And I'll just speak from personal experience. My gaydar went off. You can call gaydar a real thing or not, but 
I saw this person as a gay I trust person your instincts. who was in his car. If he has so much against gay people and he's looking to ban marriage, you know, gay marriage, and he has all this stuff to say about it, I, it speaks to me that he's one of these politicians that's a closet homo. I think you you are. I mean, it was interesting when you pointed this out because I'm complete. I was completely oblivious to it. Uh, but you really? zeroed. I didn't even know this guy was there. But you zeroed in on him like a, you know, like a dart to a, a dartboard. I mean, you were just You're a on gay it. guy to a gay guy. Yeah, like on <laughs> it. And uh, you described him as wearing like a Burberry scarf. That's right. He had a Burberry scarf and what, what I'm, I don't even know if it was uh, what the material was for his jacket. It was you know real nice clothes. I don't want to make a generalization. Say that gay people wear nice clothes, but <laughs> That's been my experience, and I can I, I know him when I see him. So there was one in his car. So if you want to see this guy, uh, if you watch the the uh, Freakeen owns Santorum video at freakeen.com, it's toward the end when he's getting out or when he's getting back into the truck at the end. This guy right. gets in the back right seat, right? He's sitting in behind the passenger seat on the right side of the vehicle. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. So if you want to see what uh, who Derek J is talking about, uh, this kind of mystery man who was very very quiet. He didn't engage with any of us. He was just kind of accompanying. Sam no, Horror. and he was in the room where we were caroling. He was mm. there using his little PDA device the whole time. Really? Uh, just yeah. So I had plenty of time to you know search this guy out, little do some speculating and, and mm-hmm. watch his actions. I I know where I stand. This guy's gay, and he was in his car. <laughs> So anyway, Nick, your thoughts. What does this have to do with the Google bomb? Oh, do, well. Okay, so the Google bomb occurred. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll jump in. Um, the Google bomb occurred after Santorum made some comments that people uh, uh, people said that he was uh, equating gay people with like animals and dead people. Um, like he was he was equating. Uh, sort of gay sex as uh, deviant sex. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in I know about that. What's that? I know about that. Okay, so do you think that Our Santorum may not know. can make – and I don't know. When I read the quote, I didn't feel like it, that was exactly what he was saying. However – He has railed against gay people throughout I, you his know, campaign. F- fine. I'm, you know, I wouldn't vote for him no matter what, so I just don't care that much. But um, if he said some things that equated gay people to uh, – the gay sex to uh, animal sex and dead sex, don't you think he has open – the door wide open for whatever um, kind of childish games people might want to play on the, the internet with him and his name? No, I don't, because I think we need to rise above that. You know, it's when, it, we? when somebody who is childish and and starts, uh, you know, name calling, I don't think the proper response is to start name calling back because that just that just buys into their game. It it. It encourages the crapification of the national discourse. It doesn't build any bridges. I don't see how it helps any. I see where you're coming from. Thanks for the call, Nick. 855-450-FREE. You know, I get the point. But on the other hand, uh, he's a politician and he advocates force. So I say call him whatever names you damn well please. Yeah, I'm just having too much fun with the whole Santorum thing. I don't don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not uh, well-behaved of me, but... So sue me. Why not have fun with it? I mean, why not poke fun at these people? They don't deserve to be taken seriously. They're outrageous. And uh, the have more fun th- with Santorum, but don't get any on you. The- oh. <laughs> what? Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Uh, and you know, because of the Santorum uh, Google bomb thing, the video I posted got over eleven thousand hits in two days. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. 
You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site. They're totally free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, Ian here. Derek J. And Mark. Uh, Once again, the website features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program, Shrine shrine.freetalklive.com will take you over there that's shrine.freetalklive.com do you not have enough time anymore to read books if you're anything like me that that's just the case audiobooks however are a great way to get in all that reading that you want to do without carving time out of your day to sit down with a book audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment Business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, and every other category that uh, you might see at a bookstore. It's fast, easy, and affordable. I've done, I've gone there, I've downloaded and done everything, so it's easy, I can assure you. I listen to audiobooks all the time, and Audible makes uh, downloading them easy for me. You can get a free gold membership and download, that includes a download, at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. More to come about the outrageous uh, situation that Derek J. and I encountered at a local college when we attempted to uh, to simply hold signs peacefully and quietly at a uh, John Huntsman event over the weekend. We'll get you some more details on that, and the video will be posted uh, later at uh, freekeen.com, probably sometime tomorrow or maybe late, late tonight. Uh, yep. So more details on exactly what happened. Uh, and we'll take your calls as well. Evan is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Evan? Hello? In New York. You're on the air. Hey. What's up? What's on your mind? You're on the radio. Um, I'm just glad to hear you out of jail, Ian. Uh, oh, I've been out of jail for a couple months. I called. Yeah. yeah, I know, but like, that's as long as I called last. I wrote your letter. Okay, cool. Respond, so thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. But um, I have a question. Just not to waste your time, but uh, um, like I'm a big Ron DePaul supporter. But what I'm learning, when I'm in my circle of friends, when we're talking about Ron, Ron Paul, and they know that he wants to get rid of the deficit, and they're saying the problem with that is <clears throat> uh, you'll have like 15% unemployment like immediately if that were to happen. And I don't know how to like if the deficit based be- on what information. What? Getting rid of getting rid of the deficit causes unemployment. Why? And by the way, you've got fifteen percent unemployment. They're just lying with the numbers now. What in fact you should uh, be asking them are what the employment numbers are, and they're like fifty eight percent. Right. I guess that's what I should have, I just tell them. Uh, but they're they're assuming that employment will diminish, and um, so I guess that we need to. Uh, yes, I'd like to know why. Yeah. Well, maybe because uh, if you. If Getting rid of deficit means cutting all the the government jobs, like 
that where unemployment would then come from. I'm guessing. Okay, so um, then one would ask, um, okay, can the certainly one would most people would agree that government jobs are less efficient than uh, private sector jobs because the government is less efficient than the private sector. Uh, Ron Paul, no matter uh, what position he was elected to, would not be able to get rid of every job the first day he walked in. Or probably any jobs the first day he walked in, frankly. Um, so it would have to be done over time. That would be spread out over a period of time. The And with the increase of um, money that businesses would have and individuals would have, you would see an influx in money in the uh, marketplace and, and the economy would jump up, therefore demanding a need for people who are working in the public sector to be working in the private sector. At real productive jobs, making some sort of valuable product or offering a valuable service. Manufacturing, serving, doing whatever so it you is. Take Ra- rather than sitting there as, as, as a bureaucrat counting beans They or produce doing nothing, nothing for the yeah, most yeah. part. Most bureaucrats are completely a drain on the economy. Some do, but... Yeah. A few of them do something, like but, maybe but the firemen. Still, but it's still inefficient in the allocation of uh, you know, employment. Right, but getting in that rid of arena. like the Department of Education or something like that, that's just going to cut all those useless bureaucrats loose into the marketplace and let them go and get real jobs and and work in the real market. As you pointed out, Mark, there will be more money in the market to create new businesses and and hire those folks. Okay. All right. Well, I have one other question. The other question is, or it's a two-part question. One is, do you really think that the powers that be, or whatever you call them, would allow Ron Paul to get elected, even even if he seems to have the. You know, it's an interesting question. the The more conspiracy minded folks would suggest that there's no way they'll let Ron Paul win, and that you know they'll assassinate him. But if I have to wonder if these powers that be are so powerful. Why are they letting it get this far? I mean, why why even let Ron Paul in the debates? Why let him, you know, be a candidate? Why, why not come up with some reason to crush him uh, so that the ideas don't get out there? Because whether or not Ron Paul wins, his ideas are winning hearts and minds. And that, if I were the powers that be, and I, you know, I were the Bilderbergers or whoever, and I've got all these, you know, this elite uh, hit squad on my side that you know goes out and assassinates people worldwide or whatever because I'm the most powerful person in the world. Why would I want Ron Paul even threat even coming close to the potential of threatening that by uh, by changing hearts and minds? Well, if I was one of the powers that be, I would want to hedge my bets by either first discounting this guy and then if the people do elect him, se- blaming all of the disaster on him and saying, "Yeah, I look see. at all that freedom junk. Yeah, you want that? Let's get the next dick." In line. That's uh, an interesting point. And I've got a point on it, too. Um, when it comes to Ron Paul, it's like playing uh, it's like playing tennis with a line judge that doesn't like you. Um, when, you know, if the line judge, you know, say his his uh, son is playing against you in this tennis match. If you keep hitting that tennis ball right on the line, he's going to call you out. But if you hit the tennis ball inside the line, you know, by six inches, He's not going to call you out because he can't do it. Because so but the margin of error. They could just kill Ron Paul if they that? wanted. Like they, if if well, they are the Ron powers Paul, that be, look, they could killing Ron him. Paul would be something that any moron can do. 
Which is what I'm saying is that the, certainly the powers that be could do that, right? I mean, right. like they're concern, so connected. Okay, they're look, so rich. Stop interrupting me. My concern isn't that somebody can put a bullet in Ron Paul's head or that that person is employed by the government. Because yeah, if they wanted to do that, they could do that in a minute. My concern is whether or not they're messing, and that's that is a risk that Ron Paul has decided to take, and a risk that you and I take every single day. Okay, by getting on the air and speaking about freedom, I'm willing to take that risk. Right. My concern is is that they own the system to such a large and powerful extent that they can manipulate the numbers on the inside. Do I think they can manipulate the media? I don't really think so. I think what we're dealing with is groupthink. I think that the groupthink meme is Ron Paul can't win. Ron Paul can't win. And then therefore the, the, the drones in the media who know nothing but statism repeat Ron Paul can't win. He is crazy. You know, and they, they just make it so. they just make it so. So no, I don't think they own the system so thoroughly that Ron Paul could be clearly. I mean look out. at it. Look at he's getting more attention than he's ever gotten. The group think is, is benefiting him and at this point now because he's a contender now and they can't ignore that. Uh you know, it's pointed out that I forget where it was a drudge report or something like that but uh ron paul was focused on on like you know the new hampshire uh, primary who who are the primary people that uh, are possibly going to win this and they only focused on romney and ron paul they didn't even focus on the other candidates so so in some cases the same thing that happened to ron paul in 2008 is happening to some of the other candidates like the huntsman or the you know the rick perry or, or whatever uh so i think that you're absolutely right clearly the powers that be aren't as powerful as they'd like us to think because why else would they allow if, – if Ron Paul is such a, uh, I think, a threat to the status quo, and I think he is, just the ideas are a threat to the status quo. Ron Paul himself may not be as much of a threat, mm-hmm. but the ideas that Ron Paul promotes are a threat to the status quo. And if these people are as, as connected and as dangerous as the conspiracy theorists want us to believe they are – I mean, if you ever listen to the conspiracy crowd, you know, it's like, the Bilderbergers control the world and they're going to eliminate 80 percent of the population. And, you know, there's all these ideas out there, but, you know, if Ron Paul was so – you know, if they were so controlling and so connected they would be easily able to eliminate him from uh from this whole concept from the whole from the earth they could just eliminate him and then there would be no more ron paul and we wouldn't have uh you know millions of people getting turned on to the ideas of liberty so but they're not and that i that i agree means that they're not as uh, powerful as they might want us to think that they are hope that answers your question evan thanks for the call 855-453 that's the SACL cai toll free line you can bring up anything free talk live People ask me, Tim, why did you start VerbalSurgery.com? Well, it's easy. I started making these podcasts to make you feel better right now. That's right. From the tops of the Himalayas to the bottom of the deepest seas. That's right. These broadcasts go out to everywhere on the planet and most importantly, deep inside of your brain to make you feel better right now. And isn't that what it's all about? VerbalSurgery.com. Check it out today. Free number for you to take control of the airwaves, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Here tonight, it's Ian, Derek, J, and Mark. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there. And if you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live... 
Well, we'd invite you to do that by joining the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And what you do is you go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal, or use Visa or MasterCard right through our secure site. And you will then become an amplifier and get access to our special AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. And we'll take that $3 a month that you're sending us and pool it together with other people's three bucks a month and then use that money to promote free talk live get on more radio stations and bring more internet listeners on board over at uh, freetalklive.com again go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up so it was over the weekend it's been a really busy last two weeks here in new hampshire it's been a busy last month but uh, within the last two weeks obviously a lot of political candidates have been uh, traveling through the area we started a couple weeks ago by caroling for uh, at the Mitt romney event and that was fairly uneventful uh, you ended up having a conversation with a cop that pepper sprayed you which made for some interesting video that was Th- fun then the santorum event happened which was more eventful, we ended up being kicked out, pushed out uh, physically, uh, forced out of the event by Keene Police Department. Uh, but but we were able to get some really uh, fun footage asking uh, Rick Santorum and multiple times. I got to ask and Bo also got to ask mm-hmm. uh, if he had Googled himself. And that has exploded into a somewhat of a viral video. How many views? Over 12,000 views now. And that makes it the seventh most popular video on the Free Keen channel. And it's only been four days since the video was posted. So wow, you've got, you got videos with uh, more than 12,000 views? I have uh, The Philosophy of Liberty, which has it's, over 100,000 views. That's not really your video, though. True. We didn't make that video, but it is the number one uh, It is a huge channel. video. <laughs> and, uh, and then also there's one where I got arrested. That's pretty. That one's pretty seriously viewed. But then again, a lot of these other videos have been on for years mm-hmm. on that channel. So they've had a chance to really rack up the views. Uh, and so we had, uh, had a lot of fun singing carols at the uh, the Rick Santorum event and kind of uh, you know asking his bureaucrats questions or his associates or whatever questions uh, so you can see all that over at uh, Freekeen owns Santorum on freekeen.com to scroll down a little bit and actually uh, Derek J you just posted a different video which has nothing to do with the political candidates but it has to do with uh, someone we you know again it's name calling I admit uh, but he earned it uh, Mr Butterball. Uh, yeah, he, yes, Butterball. this is the principal at uh, one of the local high schools uh, here in Keene, and he is working on a censorship campaign. Uh, he doesn't want the children to learn anything after they leave school. Uh, apparently, you know, only l- learning only happens inside his doors. So, you know, when uh, liberty activists go to hand out literature on public property at this high school when the kids are leaving, that's not okay. The That's a cause for bureaucrats to get up in people's faces and uh, restrict their freedom of movement, put their hands on um, free individuals and uh, who haven't hurt anybody. Right. And yeah, so this is Butterball. That's, that's his mission in life, is to uh, keep the, his students from learning anything about liberty. So uh, you, were, you had gone up to this school, Mananoc Regional High School. It's one of the two uh, regional or one of the two schools in the area. And uh, we were there. Uh, there were probably about five activists that had come out to this. Uh, and four of us were holding banners outside of the school property, just outside the school property by the road. And, you know, waving at cars driving by and waiting for the buses to come out to wave at the kids. And uh, we got our two-way radios, of course. And uh, you called me for uh, for some assistance because this man was harassing you. And and uh, yeah, this is the same guy that harassed us before uh, because we've been to this school once before and he also took uh, his time to come and threaten us. And that video is also over at uh, freekeen.com from the last month. But this time he got up in your face. I came and arrived and he then got up in my face 
And, and and I'm not exaggerating. He got up in our face, was very, very close inside our personal space. And I think it's important to note here that he got up in our faces before we had even handed out literature. That's I right. was just walking on the property, and uh, admittedly, I had this ruse where I was looking for my car. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just walking around the school where property. Where did I park that thing? <laughs> Gosh darn it, I just always lose this thing, and I'm pointing over <laughs> yeah. towards where the students are. I think it's over there. Yeah. And they're like, no, there's that's administrator parking lot. Yeah, well, I think it's over there. Right. No, 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 no. You can't move that way. And so I had to zigzag right, around these bureaucrats. They were trying to bureaucrats. block you. It was him <laughs> and this other lady that were literally trying to stand in your way and prevent you physically from reaching the students. I mean, they're so desperate to protect these kids from uh, from ideas that essentially threaten their legitimacy that they will be they'll act very, very silly on camera and very uh, outrageous in some instances. So getting in our face, and then at uh, and then he starts to blather on about how. The school board has passed a policy, and this is not your property, and you have to abide by the school board's proper uh, policy, and but you have to go and ask permission, and like, well, wait a minute, I didn't know. I, I pay taxes, and this is public property, and uh, I don't have to ask permission, and that's your school board, and it's your rules. And besides, he didn't like the kids are much. out of school now. You know, it's Friday. They're right, ready it's not to like we're run. busting in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's totally absurd. They're they're ready to go, and I remember Fridays leaving high school. I you know I was just ready. To get out and a mm-hmm. bunch of uh, exciting young people handing out literature yeah i would have been all about that so i don't, I don't know why this mr jed butterball uh who is a new principal over at Monadnock regional uh would prevent us from handing out uh, inf- information desperate. to students it's just sad and i found desperate. out the woman in the video is also the vice principal she uh-huh. refers to these people as her students um mm. they're hers she owns them well, so, um, you know, like I get all these arguments and I think that they're all valid. And I think Derek's brave for having gone on the uh, the school property. I think that all these things are valid. My question is, is, is it effective? What's it do? And it gets information into young people's hands. Well, well, you can't get information into young people's hands. Otherwise, you can't Not as stand, effectively. Wait, 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 wait. You can't stand on the sidewalk and pass these things out. No, because people, people, walk people out. get on yeah, the bus. Too. They, they, they walk out the door and get on the bus. So you can, you can stand on the sidewalk and hold banners. And we were doing that, uh, those that weren't comfortable with going on the school Do you see property. why school officials may not want people who aren't students on the school property? Well, I, the mean, claim no, is I think that. they've taken it too far. The, the claim is that you might be like a child uh, molester or Or you might be handing something. out political information to students. I mean, so what? what? That's, I, you, you know, if, you, if they let one group on, they have to let them Good. all on. They should. It's public property. You know, it's going to jam. When when we used to get on the buses, it was a big mess of bodies trying to push through and get yeah. onto buses and different things like that. You don't need double that amount of people out there handing oh, out literature. Real. As though there's going to be that many people out there every day when kids are getting out of school. Please. I mean, yeah, we go they could be handing out credit card uh, application forms. They could be <laughs> handing out, uh, you know, coupons to the skateboard shop. They so, could be handing out all kinds of things. So would that be a problem on any other piece of public property, Mark? On, on any other, well, there's lots of public property you're not allowed on to. I mean, you know, there's specific uses of property. And what it, my question is this: If this school was private, you wouldn't do it for a second, right? I don't think I would do it at a private school. I mean, that would be trespassing. It might be I if mean, you were told to leave. If I was told to be. leave, I'd leave, and that's what we, you know, if if the police tell me to leave, I'll leave because I don't feel like getting arrested. So you don't think there's any better way to get information into students' hands not without engendering, without what? engendering, uh, you know. 
uh, the ire. I'd love Give to hear me it. that better way, yeah. and I'll be on it. But right, right I, now, I feel pretty comfortable going up to students who are pretty close to my age and saying, hey, guys, here's some information I have. You're free to accept it. Right. Let, let me know what better way. Now, I did hear that there's like a middle school dance that happens every week or so that's supposed to start up now that school's back. Oh, good. At a, like a nighttime off-school property dance that happens at the, like the local recreation center. And I think that would be a good event to to you know to target folks at because they probably couldn't kick us off as easily from uh, from that. To I wonder location. about the high school vo- football game or something like that. Not all kids go to the the football game. Yeah. Look, no, I as, didn't. As far as me neither, and as far neither. as not much. Of course, they didn't have football at my high school, but I never went to oh, yeah. the other people's football games. Um, and but as far as like dollar for dollar for hours for minutes spent. There is no other place besides the the school to reach as many young eyes as you poss- as you know, anywhere else. They're all there. They're all leaving the school at the same time. Even if you can't go on school property, I, we've both been banned from. Uh, I don't know if you've been banned from Keene High, but uh, we've been banned from Keene Middle School. Uh, and I've been banned from Keene High School, so I'll just stand on the outside of the property and hold banners because I know that all those kids are on that bus, and most of them are looking out the window to you know to see what's going on. So again, you're talking about reaching hundreds of students within a 20 minute time frame. There's just no other way that you can do that. And by the way, Mark, uh, we got some feedback from some of the students. Every time I go, I hear some feedback from the students of saying like, I checked out your videos. Maybe not my videos, but the the One's on freecane.com or on CopBlock, and wow, th- those were great. I really enjoyed them. I told my friends. Stuff like that. You know, I, I've one never that, heard someone One example up. of that's in the video that you just posted, actually. Yeah, well, as soon as Butterball walks away from Ian, the, the student feels safe enough to come up to him and say, hey, I really enjoyed that. Thanks thanks for being here. Yep. In that, in that video? In yeah, video. sure is. Yep. Cool. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. And, you know, I wouldn't be calling him a name if he weren't so darn rude. I mean, this man is outrageous in his behavior. Plus, and he never gave me my, his name. That's right. I asked him his name, too, and he did not give it to me either. We had to learn it from the student who was friendly with us. And, of course, there's always the kids that are upset at you. They're going to flip you the bird and yell at you. But for the most part, it's a very positive response. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Our two- Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You are invited to dial in toll-free. Take control of these airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have on the site there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You can go and listen there if you'd like. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. You'll get access to our live streams. There's a broadband version of the show as well as a dial-up version. 
and they run 24 hours a day. So any old time you want to, you can always hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live. In addition to that, you can learn about the over 100 great radio stations around the country that air the show throughout the week, various different times. Our satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels, our free-to-air KU band channel, and the webcam and listen lines, which allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. So plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live in your ears over at listen.freetalklive.com. Still to come, we've got to give you a, a recap of what happened with the John Huntsman uh, campaign event that we were physically removed from. Uh, Derek, you and I and some other activists had gone out to that over the weekend. Uh, it was an outrageous violation of our right to assemble and right to free speech. But what's new? We'll give you some more details uh, about that here in a moment. But first, to the phones and the fun, Sam, in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live, Sam. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hey, how are you? Hey, we're great. Hey, what's I just on your want mind? to call and thank you, uh, uh, Ian, Mark, Derek, Stephanie, and JJ for uh, really getting me involved. Uh, I had long time thought I was a libertarian and pretty much voted with the Republicans because uh, where I was, there were, was really no libertarian, uh, what would you call it, representation. Yeah. But, uh, but I found your podcast a few months ago and uh, really have helped me get over that last hurdle of drugs and uh, so uh, also inspired me to get involved today i was uh, at the poll in exeter for about five hours holding a ron paul sign oh, uh, wow oh how exciting months ago i volunteered to work at the liberty forum and just wanted to thank you guys and they're really having an impact out well, there i want to thank you for holding those signs today i mean it's it can be difficult being standing out there it it's can cold boring. it's uh you know i mean it, you can get some thumbs down and it's going to be emotionally a racking experience i know what it's like i've done it too let, let, let me ask i mean you've been uh you, you know you're calling from new hampshire were you already in new hampshire or are you a mover as part well, yeah, of the free state Ninety-nine to get out of Massachusetts. Oh, okay. awesome! So you're a, what they call—is that a pre-stater? I guess pre-stater. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. What was the feedback like at the polls? Um, well, actually, I stopped in my town to vote first, and I talked to the to the guys holding signs there for Ron Paul, and they said about a third of the people were giving them the thumbs up. That's okay. about what I saw out there too at Exeter was about a third of them. So wait, is it a third giving thumbs up, a third ignoring, a third thumbs down, or like what's the negative uh, aspect? Uh, well, you know, you, some people just won't make eye contact. Yeah, the right. other ones will make eye contact, and but then you know they're more friendly as they go by another candidate sign. Which the only other candidate after about an hour were the Mitt Romneys, and uh, they were filing in and out every hour, so they were getting some reprieve. But our guys hung in there. Oh, and we had uh, we were at a high school, and during lunch, two high school students came by. And uh, after school, uh, another two came by. So that was we were the only ones that got students to come by. Awesome. Well, they can't own, uh, so. you know getting students to vote is going to be a good thing for Ron Paul generally. Excellent. Yeah, well, they couldn't vote, and that was the exciting thing. They were still they made the handmade signs and got out there on their own, just oh, wow. supporting him. I got gotcha. you, Sam. Yeah. You mentioned your position on drugs. Were you previously for prohibition? Yes. Oh, okay. What changed well, your mind? Uh, that it's not working. I mean, I, after. Being let down by the Republicans with the contract for America, I started looking at most things as an economist, and mm, the money we're putting too. into it, we're not getting our money back out of it. So, yeah. here, here, the contract of America with America. Um, you know, I was so excited about that thing. Yeah, fill me in. Is this before my yeah, time? I don't get it. What is this? It's the mid nineties. Republicans in the House and Senate and the President. What can go wrong? Yeah, but the contract <laughs> with America was essentially wasn't and, it Gingrich or whatever? Yeah, Gingrich was in charge of it, it's, and you'd have to look it up to just know what it was um, for certain. But nobody but got to sign. Here's I'm my understanding. Of course, yeah, there is no contract. <laughs> it's basically you put us in charge, and that's the Republicans, and we will shrink the size of government. Uh, 
you know, fiscal responsibility, blah, blah, blah. So and they it's made re- it bigger. It's yeah. rebranding what a politician is, right? Like, I'll tell you a bunch of lies, and then you put me into office, right? It's the same thing. Okay. Right. And it's a one-sided agreement, which means that uh, there is no agreement, yeah. so they no can contract. do whatever they want. They, they breached the contract, and no liability, no of course. Yeah, now, there, I'm curious. there was no blowback on them for it. So, Sam, I mean, you said you came around on the idea of prohibition because of economics, and, you know, you looked at it, and it just doesn't work. And that's true. You know, it's a huge waste of money. It's a huge waste of resources putting these, you know, peaceful people in jail. But I'm curious, after you came around on the issue, did you become more likely to understand the, uh, you know, the point about it's your body, you can do what you, what you want with it? Well, that was always a hang-up because, you know, I'm that, uh, I, I pretty much let anybody do anything they want. I mean, if my neighbor wants to have his yard trashed and have old rusty cars and washing machines, hey, it's his property. I mean, I don't have to like it, but I'm not going to... You know, I don't want the town to come in and tell him he's got to clean up his property. Yeah, or so, throw him yeah, in a cage. I mean, uh, I, it, that was a tough thing to wrestle with is how can I be so libertarian in all my other thinking except drugs? Hmm. And and then I guess what what's helped get that moving along is, you know, vitamins and, and any supplements. Right. Uh, even steroids. I right. mean, if a guy wants to put steroids in his body, why can't he? It's just the drugs that you didn't like, and that's you know, <laughs> well, and that's what it comes down to. I, I there's lots of drugs out there I don't like. I don't want people doing a whole bunch, a whole bunch of the drugs that are out there. But I want to be able to take the vitamin supplements that I want to take, and I want to have them, you know, prescription drugs available to me that my physician could recommend that I should be able to take that the government may not want me to take for whatever reason, whether it's uh, you know some anabolic steroids or whether it's some pain medication medication or whatever it is, uh, marijuana. Um, if my physician says it's a good idea, I want to be able to take that. Well, Sam, I'm glad you're on board with the ideas, and I'm glad we were able to uh, to assist you in some way. You may want to drop into the Shire Society Forum. It's the newest forum on uh, in the New Hampshire scene over at forum.shiresociety.com. It's, uh, it's where we're trying to create a community of liberty-minded people outside of Facebook uh, that can interact and, and help each other and socialize, etc., and plan. So thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing All from right. you. All right. I'll see you in yes, February. Sir, eight five. He's talking All about right. the Liberty Forum, uh, where we will be attending, and you can too. If you go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, you can get registered there. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. So, Huntsman came to town. Now, I don't know who this guy is. I mean, I've you know seen the name in the papers or whatever, but... He had this campaign event, and apparently, you know, he's got it together. He had like a projection. In New Hampshire, yeah, yeah. Like he had the like. We came up to this Keene State College is where it was happening, and there was this huntsman on the side of the building. So he had a projector that was projecting huntsmen and these like the blue and red lights, all like projecting up. up. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was pretty majestic. Yeah, I mean, they really did spend say. some money and some time setting this particular campaign event up. And this is the guy who – now, what I, the only thing I know about this guy is that he is the guy who said, screw Iowa. I'm not going to campaign, uh, campaign there. And so in Iowa, I think he got like 0.1%. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow, he that's, basic, that's absurd. Yeah, he basically told the people in Iowa, you don't matter. I'm not going to bother talking to you. So I don't know if that means he's going to do very well in the long run. I, I doubt it. Uh, but I think he's going to get his, um, uh, you know, Santorum got his bump in Iowa where, you know, the religious zealots are more likely to get their bump. 
Uh, I think Huntsman's going to get his bump in New Hampshire, but neither one of these guys is really going to make it out of either one of these races. They just don't don't have the what I mean, it takes. Th- I'm looking at numbers here, and I've I've got predictions too. Not that anybody cares what my predictions are, but Huntsman is all he's at 17.9 percent now with 14.3 percent reporting. Does that put so him in third that place. Shocks me. A strong third, and Santorum's below 10 percent. Um, so so the Huntsman guy. I mean, I've kind of heard things through the rumor mill about him. Like, I guess he's not as bad on prohibition as the other Republicans. He's not like, as bad on war as the other Republicans He's either. no Ron Paul, but he's like not as bad as the other guys. And so we didn't really feel comfortable with the idea. Jason Talley was with us from Talley.tv, and he had kind of learned this about him, and he didn't really feel comfortable you know, singing in the actual area where Huntsman was going to be. So the idea was to just do a secession event. Uh, so, Derek, uh, I believe you and Tally and some other folks made some secession signs to add to the one that uh, that I have, which is, mine says, feds out of NH secede now. Right, because that worked so well at the Santorum event, I feel like getting the message of secession out there is uh, pretty broad. You know, it can be statewide or individual secession. You well, know? the AP video, you said it worked well on the AP video that was published everywhere uh, with you in it. They show very clearly what your sign says in that video for for a little while. So it, you know, that was effective. I think at getting the idea of secession out. So we came with all these secession signs to the Huntsman event, and our intention was to simply stand with the signs and in the back have of the si- room. silent protest. A silent protest. We'll tell you what happened, and the trouble started before we even got in the building. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control here. Free Talk Live. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features that we give to you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And you can get interactive on our bulletin board system over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's where you can post messages to other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years, you know that they're not good for you. Um, you know that inhaling combusted plant material, especially the, the plant material that comes in the form of cigarettes that's been treated in all those ways isn't, isn't good for you. It contains all kinds of carcinogens. And what if I told you that there was a better way? Uh, the e-cigarette, it contains, it contains nicotine, which cert- certainly is a poison, but it con- doesn't contain all of those other carcinogens. And if you sort of do the math on that, that makes the e-cigarette 22,000 times healthier for you. Not to say it's healthy, but it's healthier than smoking a cigarette. Vaporsmiths.com makes one of the best-made e-cigarettes on the market today, and they'll give it to you completely free. So you can 
already start uh, because they they cost it costs less to uh, use an e-cigarette than it does to you know smoke cigarettes themselves, probably because of the taxes and all those things. So it's already going to you know save you money. You're going to be healthier. You're going to smell better, and you know you're not going to be endangering your family's health or your friend's health with uh, secondhand smoke. No more ashtray mouth too. Go to vaporsmiths.com. Use coupon code FTL. Purchase forty cartomizers. Those are the things that go on the back of the uh, the e-cigarette to. Uh, to d- deliver the nicotine, use coupon code FTL at Vaporsmiths.com and you'll get free shipping and a free starter kit. You can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR if you don't want to use the uh, website and use coupon code FTL. You'll get the same starter kit and the same free shipping by purchasing 40 cardamizers. It's Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. All right. So uh, just to continue here and we'll get to your phone calls also about uh, the John Huntsman event Uh Derek J and I and some other activists came out about about five people had made some some signs that were not pro huntsman or against huntsman or any candidate or anything like that. It was just simply a secession uh, outreach. We wanted people to know that some people in New Hampshire are pretty sick and tired of this whole federal government thing. And we figured we'd use the uh, the opportunity of this political event that John Huntsman put together for us, where approximately 400 people were in the gallery for this event. It was very, very uh, crowded. And we showed up with the intention of holding signs, and we're stopped right at the front door briefly. We'll get to the rest of the story in a moment. Eric is in Michigan, though. You're on Free Talk Live. Eric. Hey there, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I just, well, uh, before I tuned into your show, I uh, had KDKA out of Pittsburgh, uh, and CBS made a special announcement that uh, uh, Mitty Mitty Man Romney uh, is the victor in New Hampshire. Um. And I think there's a, a real clever uh, mainstream uh, prostitute propaganda media psyops going on uh, relative to programming the American sheeple with the uh, mantra, so-and-so can't win, so-and-so can't win. And then, as you know, Ron Paul has been marginalized, ostracized, ridiculed, mm-hmm. despite having won the CPAC uh, conference uh, competition, or whatever you call it, uh, what, two or three years in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think what they're doing is setting the stage because of their election fraud uh, activities, which Bev Harris, Black Box Bolt, I think is the website, .org, and prior her vote scam of the Collier brothers. I think what they figure is the American sheeple, you hear the lies that Ron Paul can't win, etc. They will rig the election so there's a close, a really close outcome like there was in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And so people say, yeah, 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 he can't win. I'm not going to vote for a loser. I want to vote for a winner. And so... You see what I'm saying? But he That's is the, winning. I mean, he's he was they, third uh, place in Iowa with a, almost a statistical tie, and uh, second place in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, he's going to finish a strong second uh, with you know more than the rest of the the candidates. Certainly, for, Romney's in the lead, so lots of people did want to vote for a wiener. There's no doubt. <laughs> but Eric, what you're saying <laughs> does resonate with me. Um, of course, people want to v- vote for a winner. The the people who pick sports teams always just want to pick 
you know, of course there are diehard fans, but a lot of people I've seen just want to pick whoever's winning. And there's right. something true about repeating magic words and getting words into the minds of the public. It's almost like, uh, I don't know if you've seen, it's it's from some comedy where, where people put a, a jinx or a hex on someone by saying, you will fail. <laughs> and just, you know, those words resonate into some into mm. people's minds. It's true. I think that that's probably more so true for 2008 than it uh, than it is today. Because anybody that's paying attention can see Ron Paul as a top tier candidate, which means that it doesn't, it shouldn't feel like a wasted vote to to vote for Ron Paul in a primary. No, absolutely. Yeah, in not. fact, guys, I want you to know that uh, I uh, contacted some people, including a sign maker, uh, who, upon you know presenting this idea, I want a huge sign. Uh, between my driveway and the neighbor's driveway, facing the street. I'm on a real busy street. And uh, I, I, I decided, okay, how about run this by you? Uh, America first, uh, Ron Paul, Americans president, um, and then somewhere on the sign, war is racketeering, Fed res is to... No it's already lie. way too long. I'm confused. I don't know what it is you're trying What's to What's FedRes? Well, Federal Reserve is, mm. is, well, like war is racketeering. We know that, right? War is racketeering. And then uh, Fed, Federal Reserve is also racketeering because, uh, you know, the Wall Street uh, bankster gangsters who are the primary stockholders of the Federal Reserve private corporation were bailed out and were the were the culprits of all these fraudulent investment? Uh, I think you should keep it in. simple. Uh, pick one idea and and go with that. I like the war one. I would love to see Ron Paul or Ron Paul supporters adopt the popular John and Yoko saying "War is over if you want it." That's a good one, Eric. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the oh, call, yeah, guys. Thank you because also when in the power of of those spoken words, everything that was from the Christmas song, wasn't it? Sure was. So this is Christmas. What have you done, right? War is over. I'd like to say government is over if you want it. Thanks for the call, Eric. I appreciate it. I don't think five voting for president is uh, you know is the same as government is over. I think that uh, you know you, you either take the war meme or the Federal Reserve meme, and um, you know I think that there's there's something to be had on the the fact that they couldn't get through a bill to audit the Federal Reserve. I find to be just despicable. We're not talking about eliminating the Federal Reserve. You're talking about auditing counting what's going on and they didn't want to get that through their little cronies would, would stop that you were really surprised by that i i, I thought it's just not that i'm surprised okay. I, I think it's despicable yes they uh, are despicable and you know just audit the fed audit the fed the american people but i don't think that audit the auditing the fed seems important enough to people you know restore the economy or something like that you got to speak to what people care about and keep it simple even if you've got a big sign that doesn't mean you get to, you should put a whole bunch of words on it uh, 1-855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 855-450-3733. Coming up, our experience getting kicked out of a Huntsman event simply for trying on public property, on a public school campus, simply for trying to hold signs peacefully. We'll explain what happened here. Coming up, more coming up. You can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. 
It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Tis uh, the primary day here in New Hampshire, or the Shire, as we like to call it. And Ron you like Paul, to call it? I call it New Hampshire. More and more people are calling it the Shire. I'm Mark. so glad they are. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we've been talking about all things. Uh, Who's we? We, those of us here on the show, uh, we have been talking about all things uh, campaign here. Uh, Ron Paul doing fairly well in New Hampshire thus far with the uh, votes. Since we're halfway through the show, Mark, go ahead and give a uh, stat update. All right. Mitt Romney's at 35.5%. This is 20%. 20 Nearly 21% reporting, so that's, that's, that's important. Nearly 21% of the towns are reporting here on these statistics. So usually when you're at that kind of number, it's pretty firm. Um, it's going to move a little bit, obviously, and vary, but uh, don't, expect, don't expect much more than a point movement in any one direction for any of these candidates. Um, Mitt Romney's at uh, 355 Ron Paul's at Paul. 24.9, so just nudging up at 25%. Excellent. John Paul, uh, excuse me, John Huntsman. Uh, John Huntsman Whoever. is at sixteen point nine percent. He's third. So you know the the way that they're going to the report free it. Speech candidate, right? The, what's that? He's the free speech <laughs> candidate. That's right. They're going to report this on the media. Um, Mitt Romney wins. Huntsman surging. Okay, so this is the this is the title. I, I I'm predicting now, it already. Now this guy spent all his time in New Hampshire. Yep. This is the guy who got 0.1% or whatever in Iowa because he told the Iowans, screw you, mm-hmm. I don't think you're important. And so to spent all of his campaign time in New Hampshire. He's going to totally peter out, I would imagine, after this. Uh, but the important part is the Santorum guy got, what, 10%? Um, well, it's, it's actually a, a slightly less than that. Uh, really? Santorum's, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, he bumped up. I, I was remembering another number. 10.1% and Gingrich is at 10.3%. So, so they're he, basically wow. tied for, for So fourth Santorum dropped off fifth. the map, right? So he, he was number two, wasn't yeah. he? He's got Iowa? half, he's got less than half than what he had in Iowa. And I sincerely Let's, hope that this puts his, uh, campaign into the pooper. This guy is, you know, this guy's bad news. And of course, they're all bad news besides Ron Paul. But it's good to see, that uh, he's doing so poorly here in New Hampshire. That says something to me about the people of New Hampshire. Even the Republicans here are clearly not like the ultra-zealous, crazed religious people like you know maybe you might find in the breadbasket. Uh, in fact, as I understand it here in Cheshire County, there is a fairly low percentage of churched people, uh, like the amount of people that, that go to church on a regular basis, fairly low compared I'm to some other places in the country. Well, the way I read the numbers, it looks like there's really only Romney and Paul. Anymore. Absolutely. And and Obama, which uh, he had an overwhelming number of votes. Although Vermin Supreme is in, a, uh, is in third place. He's a contender. That's what I've been – that's what I said uh, – you're talking about Vermin. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> they're all Vermin. Uh, the, but he is Vermin Supreme. The, you know, that's what I said coming out of Iowa was basically that Santorum was going to get trashed and, in, in New Hampshire and therefore you would have a two-man race. Look two, at you, Mark. You're a political analyst Two-man <laughs> race. Um, and you know, that's, I, this is what I'm seeing. And my question is, is this – is this surge going to give Huntsman something to run forward with? And are the anti-Romney people going to take Huntsman? Which, I mean, he's even I, – I don't know why they would choose to. There is no conservative candidate left. I mean, for the conservatives, no candidate, maybe Ron Paul, but the Warhawks aren't going to like that very much. 
So Ron Paul with nearly 25%. Yep. Is that right? 24.7? Now, we did some research. We looked back at the results from 2008 because when the Iowa uh, primary happened, I was wondering, well, how much better did Ron Paul do? And I went and I looked at it, and Ron Paul got like 8%, uh, some 8-something percent in Iowa mm. in 2008 okay. and ended up getting 22%. In this year's primary. Now, we don't have the final numbers in for tonight, but presuming he stays at around 25, 24%. It's more like 21% in Iowa. Um, Ron Paul's whatever. this time. Okay. He, my point is, he, he did just better than twice as well in Iowa this time yeah. around than last time. Better so than twice. That's yeah. significant growth there. Here, it's, he looks got. Looks like about, he's going to do better than three times. Right. What did he get in 2008? It was 7.8%. 7.8%. So nearly 8% in New Hampshire in 2008, now with twenty, almost 25%. So he's looking at three times as uh, the, the vote percentage mm-hmm. this time around. That's, that's huge growth. I mean, that alone is something worth crowing about because it shows that the ideas of liberty are penetrating into the population and they're sticking with people and people are willing to, to get out and support Ron Paul this time. Paul's and, at almost 30% in uh, Cheshire County, which is where we are. Incredible. And I think things are only getting better for Paul as the defectors, you know, the people who voted for people other than Romney and Paul, the number one and two contenders, will split their votes between probably the way I read it, Paul and Obama. Because if they want to keep these wars going, I mean, and even if they're a traditionally Republican voter, wouldn't they just vote again for Obama? He's the one who's good on war. Well, I mean, I, I, all the other Republicans I don't think are good they on war, too. I, don't think a, I think that your average Republican who likes, uh, you know, loves the troops, because um, I don't think they all want war. I think they love the troops. Uh, that loves the oh, troops. I think a lot of them want war. I think they want that, too, but they love they the like troops. They like to kill. The troops uh, is, is the way that they, they talk about it in their minds. Um, like the bloodshed. So, and sick. So they love the troops, and they want a fiscal conservative. I think that most of them will fall. If, if Paul wins the primary, pff, um, then you know they would fall in line behind Paul. And I've heard many of them say it that they well, would Paul's grudgingly not win- Paul's not winning the primary but if he won the primary the, the primary elections um if he You mean overall if he became the anti Romney candidate this is what it's all about Romney can't get more than 35% But that's how I'm reading New Hampshire's vote right cuz Romney's at 35 and change and mm. and Paul's at 25 and change the the next one down is like at 10% or something He's at uh, almost 17 um so if Paul can secure his place as the anti Romney vote which is going to be tough because he's this Sort of wild card that isn't conservative, really, um, by the conservative standards. He's by Ron Paul standards, not moderate. I mean, so it's it's kind of tough. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but if he can secure his place as the anti Romney well, can, uh, candidate, he'll win. All I know is he's done well in both Iowa and yep. New Hampshire, and the only other candidate who can claim that is Romney. And so it really is a two man race at this point. And I think you're probably going to see what Perry Perry got like 0.7% or yeah, something Yeah, Perry's like at that. 0.7. So Perry has dropped completely Poof. off the radar at this point. And he might still be gambling on South Carolina. Where if he, he doesn't might get throw a f- in the towel soon, he's probably going to end up throwing it in at some point. Well, but which, uh, and South Carolina, I believe, is on the twenty first, twenty eighth, right? And um, the more you said twenty eighth earlier. Okay, but the, yeah, the South Carolina is on the twenty eighth. If Perry might be holding out for his bump in South Carolina, is what he might well, be whatever. saying to himself. But the uh, more the more these guys drop out. The better it is for Ron Paul. Is that so? Right. I think so. You think, yeah. You think because of people one are going to be looking at other options, right? Right. Well, they're going to look at other options. There's a chance that he could pull some voters from Perry. You know, Perry's from Texas. Ron Paul's from Texas. You know, people vote that Perry's way. Perry's anti-Fed. Um, Perry, so he says. 
And, well, uh, and I, even Perry even supported secession at some point in the past. He's, right, he's right. tooling around I that. think that of the, the people in there that uh, Perry has some Ron Paul voters, but point seven isn't going to do anything for Ron Paul's numbers. <laughs> but that's you know. just in New Hampshire. There's other people who are fans of him. But uh, I, that's not what I'm looking at necessarily. I'm just looking at time on the air, time in the debates. You know, mm-hmm. when, there's, sure. when there's 15 people on stage, Ron Paul only gets so much time. Now there's only like how many people in the race? Seven, six, something like that? Well, I don't uh, think that anybody even counts. <laughs> If you're not pulling a one, you don't count. Um, yeah, but they're still putting these guys in, in the, the They're not going to the put debates. Perry on the, number, on the uh, debate anymore. You don't I think? I, 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 no way. Who, who wants to hear from a candidate who gets 7%? Go Okay, well, it'd be great if they pulled him out. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know they were going to pull him out prior to him quitting know. the race. Um, but anyway, presuming whatever happens, someone's going to drop out at some point, whether it's tomorrow or three weeks from now. But when they drop out, th- these debates will continue. And for me, this is not about Ron Paul winning. It'd be great if he did. It's about Ron Paul getting his ideas out into the populace. And his airtime on the debates, if it keeps increasing, that's, that's only a good thing. And the, 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 the larger his profile is, him being the number two candidate, a strong number two candidate, means he's going to get more interviews. Two. He's, he's going to get more press way appearances. Ahead of Huntsman. He's going to get more interviews and more airtime, and more people are going to hear about him. More airtime would be good. He could talk about some of the, the things he endorses. I would like to hear some of his thoughts on secession and make some of the election about secession. See what people think, because I know a lot of people across uh, the across North America are really upset with uh, the invasiveness of the federal government in their lives, that they feel like they could run their lives perhaps better than these bureaucrats. You know, speaking of some of the things that he's saying uh, in his debate from this weekend, uh, one of the, my favorite parts was where he was asked about, they asked him about the racist newsletter thing, and he addressed it, and then he went on to say that one of his heroes is Martin Luther King. Awesome. Rosa Parks, and he explained why, and that's because he supported peaceful civil disobedience. Ron Paul's on national TV endorsing peaceful civil disobedience. I mean, that alone is just amazing. It's free talk live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Some of those features there include the mobile site, m as in mobile.freetalklive.com, is where you can go to... uh, to get quick access to our live streams, as well as uh, the Free Talk Live, not just the uh, the live streams, but the podcast is also there, m.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and they have the best equipment money can buy. 
so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. The principal over there at uh, SACL CAI, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Free Talk Live, has been for a very long time. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top on the right-hand side of the page. And remember to do business with businesses support Free Talk Live. All right. So uh, we've been talking sort of uh, on and off about uh, various different things politically related. Obviously, it's the primary night tonight or primary day here in New Hampshire. The polls closed at seven. Results are coming in. We just went over some of those. We'll give you an update toward the end of the show on how Ron Paul is doing currently in a strong second place. And uh, that's great news for the future of uh, his ideas still being promulgated across national media and the Internet. So I think that's uh, that's excellent. Now, back to our story, uh, Derek J. You and I, we uh, and some other activists from the Keene area went to Keene State College over the weekend. There was a primary event happening, a, a campaign event for John Huntsman happening at uh, the college in a fairly large room where there were about 400 people, according to some media estimates, uh, on the, the first floor. We uh, attempted to come in with signs, uh, with uh, secession, pro-secession signs. And, of course, we had our video cameras with us as well, so we were documenting the entire process. And we were actually surprisingly stopped by a strange man at the front door of the the college student center, which is where the event was happening. A man with a dog on a leash was attempting to intimidate us into not coming in. And I believe, Derek J., you were at the front of the, the group of people that was going in. Yeah, I was walking. I was cold, so I was doing an extra fast strut. And uh, this man put his hands on my chest, like stopping me, just like stopping the name of love type hands. These Republicans love right to out. put their hands all over you. Uh, well, like, you know, who can blame them? But <laughs> it was so absurd. I was, you know, telling him, you know, you, you can't put your hands on me. And are you infringing on my freedom of movement? And yeah, those somehow were magic words to him. He, he sort of backed off after that. And also, but he told us we words, couldn't bring signs in is what he said. Well, yeah, he yeah. was saying we can't bring signs in. Now, I have some experience with that where I tried to bring signs into past events where there are several lines of defense where people say, oh, no signs, no signs. Just in case people don't get the message or come in through some wayward means, they want to make sure they've got all their bases covered, and they tend to have these people out there just, you know, I don't know if he was a supporter or working for the event, but he, he didn't was have any indication. Interested. There was no, like, name tag or any sort of indicator. He didn't have, like, an earpiece. He was just... Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. He may have been, might have been working for him, and it wouldn't surprise me if the word had spread. You know, like they saw, probably have seen what happened to Santorum, uh, and I, that's why I think Gingrich canceled his event the same day as Santorum because he probably heard that he was going to get dogged, and uh, he bailed out. In this case, they had security as tight as they possibly could around this. But I loved how you handled him. You were just basically like, uh, "Oh, th- that's okay," yeah. and then just went right on in any anyways. With yeah, just our signs. just reminding him that everything is okay, yeah. that I'm you know, <laughs> able to walk around freely on public property with a sign or without one. No big deal. I'm not harming anyone, so I'm just going to keep going. And it, so once we passed that first line of defense, you, you were asking, who, who are you? Who are you? And he mm-hmm. wouldn't want to answer. Um, but there were people inside who, once they saw our signs, were like, oh, hey, great signs. They were you know, giving us compliments as we're passing true? by. It started some conversations uh, That's as right. well. But then we tried to go into the room, and the room itself is upstairs. It's a second and third story room. So it starts on the second story and there is a third story. So it's like a two tier. There's the first tier and then there's the second uh, second tier. All of the audience was for the most part on the first floor, the first floor of the room. And then the second floor is kind of this overlooking area 
area where you can look down into the a audience mezzanine area. or something. Yeah, there yep. you go. A balcony slash. There's still some seating up there, but no one was seated up there. Uh, and so right, we even helped them move chairs where they wanted them to be so that people could get a better view. And uh, the people, once we were inside the event, were saying, um, oh, sure, you know, you some people said we couldn't have signs, but some of the um, – it looked like they were college workers. They were just moving chairs around. They were like, oh, that's fine. We're just going to move these chairs for you. You can they have your signs as long as you're seated. But that's what they were we, saying. Before we got into the room, another Huntsman staffer attempted to stop us as we were going up the stairs. And again, you're just like, oh, that's okay. Thanks. We'll be fine. And right. then we went up, went on up. And she was in. nothing. She didn't put her hands on anyone. Right. was just saying like, oh, you can't have those. And we're like, oh, no, we can. It's fine. So we kind of lined up along one side of the, the mezzanine. And uh, we're just quietly standing there holding our signs so the, the full audience down below could see the message of secession. Oh, and the people were loving it. They, I could see them down there, uh, you know, their eyes lighting up. What's going on upstairs? Mm-hmm. You know, there was no one up there yet. Right. Huntsman the was not people. speaking at this right. time. It, we, he was late or whatever because that's what these politicians Generally do. are. <laughs> uh, and so, the, you know, everyone was, it was, it was noisy in there. Everyone was talking. It wasn't as though it was like this solemn, quiet thing and we were somehow uh, interrupting and being loud or anything like no, that. No, people were taking out their cameras, their personal cameras cameras or professional cameras and and taking pictures and smiling i was flashing peace signs i got some in return Mm -hmm. and uh it was it was a great event um you know up until it didn't last uh, long yeah (laughs) just for a few minutes uh we were you know told to move from one part of the balcony to another that was no problem i was helping bring chairs so that people could be seated there and um, Huntsman's staff came in and attempted to threaten us, telling us that uh, it was their event and they don't allow signs at their event. Although apparently the Huntsman sign that was down on uh, the stage was fine. Uh, but they, they didn't allow other people to have signs at their event and peacefully, quietly hold them. Uh, and we said, well, this is public property and we're just going to stay here. Right. Um, their claim was that since the Huntsman campaign had rented out this public property, that they right. got to make the rules about this property. That's an interesting which, claim. Which is interesting to me. I don't really know how they f- they uh, flesh that out because, I mean, it's still public property. They I didn't don't care. ask you, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, so I would assume that the First Amendment still applies there like it applies everywhere else. Well, that's what we thought. Well, it applies on public property. Right. Which this is because it's a college campus, which receives public funds. It's Keene State College. So, uh, so there we were, and the Huntsman woman was frustrated. She left, and then the uh, the college sent a bureaucrat up who said, and he used the "my boss told me" excuse yeah. that uh, you know it's not me doing this to you; it's my boss. I'm just his his tool. But then he uh, did reveal that his boss wasn't even aware of the situation, and he was really acting on his own. He said his boss wasn't there, I think. Well, he said, yeah, he said his boss wasn't there, but he had given him some instructions for yeah. how to handle this type of situation. And he and threatened to bring the police in. Right. That's the way you handle the situation is to use threats of force rather than to talk or negotiate. Do you think words. he could have talked you guys out of there? No, well, way. I think no. he could have <laughs> no. used words and explained his position where he came from, at least, you know. My position is I want you to leave and you won't. Well, what we, else do you do at that point? We're being peaceful. I mean, <laughs> right. there's there's no reason for peaceful people who are being silent to leave a political event. Yeah, I, I think that the best argument is, is this is public property and I'm part of the public. This is paid for with my dollars and nobody gave me any money for renting this out. So therefore, I'll <laughs> yeah. just be uh, sitting around with yeah, my Yeah, if you want to pay me to leave, that's fine. I'll leave if you pay me off. <laughs> uh, but no, we didn't leave. And so he, you know, he huffed off. And then it wasn't long uh, before Keen Police arrived. And it was the same officer who 
I have to say, before Keen Police arrived, I was under a different intention uh, or uh, impression. I thought because the security guard was saying mm, he didn't have right. a problem with the signs. Right he after said, the the uh, the boss man yeah, from the college, the told boss us to man leave. steams off, and Jason Tally of Tally TV asks him, "So, hey, do you think we should leave right now, or are we causing a ruckus?" Or because right, he was standing with us the whole time, seeing right. watching. And all he this. said, "No, I don't think you should leave." No, I will tell you if you are causing a problem. Right, so the security guard was, was cool the with security us. security guard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, campus security, which is basically a cop, but not, not quite. Anyway. And he works for the university, the organization that rented the hall to the Huntsman campaign. Correct. So therefore, it would stand to reason that the property owner is uh, of higher authority than the renter. Ultimately, yeah, one yeah, would think, and, and he was even saying that we didn't have to go to their little free speech zone where oh, they were trying right. to sequester us off, saying, yeah. oh, well, we have a place for you. It's in the basement somewhere. Yeah, they told <laughs> us we could hold signs in their free speech zone, and I actually asked him. Watch out for the whirling knives. This was the college bureaucrat that told us this, uh, that, uh, that you know we had to go into their area where we could hold the signs, and I actually asked him, you mean the free speech zone? And he essentially acknowledged that. And so obviously we didn't leave. He left. <laughs> and then Keen Police showed up a cu- just a couple bum, minutes bum. later. Totally clueless. They had no they really didn't know who was being kicked out or oh, why. Oh, yeah, they knew. Oh, they well, knew. they knew who they wanted to kick out, but they didn't know where the authority came okay, from. Okay, so there's free staters. They must be wrong. Yeah, right. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. More on uh, what happened at this Huntsman event. It was a total violation of free speech, right to assemble. But hey, welcome to America. That's how things are. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Hour 3 is next. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Toll free number 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And we give you the feature uh, the features on the website over at freetalklive.com for free. So head over there and enjoy those. Tonight it's Ian here with you. Derek J. And Mark. And once again the number 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about uh, some of the things that are related to this political campaign that has been heating up with Ron Paul in a solid second place tonight in New Hampshire thus far with 30-something percent of precincts reporting. 34.2. Uh, we'll update you again on how he's doing maybe toward the end of the show uh, this evening. But we were recounting, for those of you just tuning in, uh, Derek Jay and I had a bit of an adventure this weekend uh, as we attempted to do some outreach uh, with the idea of secession, the idea of leaving uh, a state, which of course is just an idea itself, but the state leaving the federal government. And I think it's a, I think it's an important idea. It's an idea whose time has come again. It's time to try it again, except peacefully this time, without the whole gunfire at the fort sort of thing that started the Civil War. Here, here. Yeah. So we're going to do it peacefully. Uh, and but the first step to secession is promoting the idea of secession. 
to get people to talk about secession, to get it into the discourse. Because the more we can talk about secession, whether it be over the water cooler or at dinner with the family or at lunch with, with you know, business, you know, whatever, wherever you can talk about secession, start talking about it. I'm not sure that uh, talking about secession is the first step to secession. I think that probably the first step to secession is you know creating is demanding more autonomy for the state and then being rebuffed by the federal government and then at that point but you, you can still start have to popularize the idea mark before anything's ever going to happen in regards to secession and the two of those things can happen at the same time i agree with that so you're talking about politically what you think needs to happen i'm just talking about socially what needs to happen uh socially people need to have this conversation and so our intention was to bring that idea out at a you know at a place where we could do that where there was a large crowd of people there were sitting and waiting for something to happen. In this case, they were waiting for John Huntsman to come on stage and talk. And in that time, uh, we'd been threatened by the Huntsman staff. They told us we couldn't have signs in this public uh, place. Then the the Keene State College staff came and threatened us. Uh, all, all the while, the Keene State College security guard was totally cool with us being there. Right. So, and during that whole time, the Huntsman people were just passing the buck along to the next, uh, next more threatening person mm-hmm. to just come and, and tell us no signs were allowed until eventually a police officer came. Uh, yes, uh, Keene Police did show up. And in this time period prior to Keene Police arriving, there were a handful of other folks that were up there that weren't Keen, that weren't the staff members, that were just up there for whatever other reason. Maybe they wanted to get right. a better vantage point on the event. Again, we were on this two-tiered area, so there was one tier where all the chairs were and all the people were. And then we were up on this mezzanine, as Mark used that, that term. That's probably the right word for it, uh, the balcony sort of uh, area. And we were there, and there were a couple people standing next to me that I'd had a brief conversation with, and they'd... Uh, the one lady asked if I was a free stater, and so we kind of had a uh, pleasant conversation. And uh, no, Mark, she didn't express any disdain or distaste for for the idea of being a free stater. But uh, so it was actually these folks that when Keen PD arrived – the younger of the two, which you said he was a student and she was his mom. I, I don't know that he's a student, but he was a a, at guess. student age, yeah. And uh, certainly he was younger, perhaps, or certainly he definitely looked like her son. And Keen Police came up and threatened us and said we would be arrested for trespassing if we didn't leave uh, or go to the designated sign-holding area where we were told our free speech zone. And the uh, the, the young man stepped to our defense he yeah, he it, stepped right up to the cop and was like, hey, man, it's just a sign. Right, because he knew we weren't being disruptive. He knew we were just standing there quietly holding signs. And so just some random average member of the public who happened to be attending this event stepped up in our defense, which was great. Now, you did mention his mom apparently pulled him back, right? Right. She didn't seem thrilled with the idea of him going up to a police officer and questioning his authority to uh, you know, threaten people with being put in cages for anything at all. But... As no, most moms would. Right. I mean, she was just looking out for her son's um, health and, and betterment, right? But Unfortunately, that particular kind of uh, babying is what is holding people back from standing up for themselves. They don't want to offend mom or they don't want to, you know, possibly upset their family members or their friends. And so they stay quiet and they don't speak up. But it was nice to have somebody else besides another activist I like on his our side. But um, – I think it's also important the police officer who was threatening us didn't even know who he was threatening. He he went up with just this zombie-like, you know, dead-eye stare, just l- perusing the, the crowd saying, uh, okay, well, you all have to go. And the uh, <laughs> campaign woman spoke up and was just like, no, 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 just just the people with signs. Right. And don't don't and threaten course, all of the people here. And he walks right up to me <laughs> as well. Uh, and, Everybody you know, must go or yeah. you will die. 
No, 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 not all of them. The people that she just said must go or right. you will die. I mean, you know. Exactly. And he zeroes in on me because, you know, I've been around for a while. He knows who I am. He testified against me at my trial. Actually, this was the cop. If you saw my trial from when I got put in jail for 58 days, mm. this is the cop who, when I asked him if he'd, uh, if he knew what, li- asked him what liberty meant to him. And his answer was essentially, I've never thought about it. So that's who we're dealing with. This is the the cop that uh, that we're talking about. And here. this is mm-hmm. uh, you were saying that uh, you know why this wasn't just in the middle of a trial. It, there was a particular oath that these uh, cops. The take. statement of ethics. Statement the of police ethics. statement yeah. of ethics. This is what they're supposedly all about is protecting liberty. Uh, but so it says in his statement of ethics that he's supposed to be protecting people's liberty, but yet he's never thought about what liberty actually means and what it is. He later revealed so. that he feels like he has liberty, so he doesn't yeah. need to worry about it. Right. He has liberty because he's the guy with the gun. He's he's right. He he has more liberty in many ways than uh, the average citizen. He can At get away with so honest. much more. Yes, it was very revealing and honest on uh, on his part. So, of course, he comes right up and starts threatening me. And I don't even have a sign in my hands at this point. I had put my sign down before he uh, had arrived, and I was simply operating my video camera. I'm like, I don't even have a sign, dude. Uh, and so then he turns towards yeah, the rest he, of he you. Yeah, he gives right. one of these, like, the sign, oh, uh, sign, yep. sign. <laughs> 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 camera is sign. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, he he starts, you know, uh, getting making threats. And thank goodness, you know, Ian uh, takes it upon himself to go over to the edge of the balcony and make a make an announcement. You know, we haven't said anything to the crowd at this point. We haven't no. even used our voices. Been a totally silent quiet. protest up there in the mezzanine with so signs. So we, we kind of were standing our ground, going back and forth with uh, with the cop. And at one point I turned around and I decided people need to know what's happening here. They can see down on the floor that there's a cop up here, that, you know, there's some commotion. But they don't know what's going on. So I turned toward the audience and I let out, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to alert you that, you know, we're being threatened by this man because we're holding signs, etc. And I said oh, that at the top of my lungs. The crowd erupts in applause. The bunch of fascists <laughs> loving <laughs> yeah we, well, we presume they were applauding for the police but there's no real way to know for sure that's, changing. That, well there is a way to know because once uh jason tally of tally.tv says let's hear it for free speech they oh, yeah. immediately stop yeah, yeah 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 okay good point changing hearts and minds here in cheshire county <laughs> well, but mark you're at a republican event where it's likely fascists are going to be located these are huntsmen these are huntsmen people they're they're the least likely to be fascist people are fascist all over the place man just because they don't they don't support Mitt Romney doesn't mean they're not fascist. Are you changing hearts and minds? Control? Yes, well, absolutely. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, I think the important part of the event is for the video to get out because the Correct. people who are there are not going to be swayed by secession signs. Maybe they'll start talking about it. Maybe they'll cover it as a news story. But the people who see the video are everywhere. They can be anywhere on the globe. And I think it's uh, revealing the type of behavior that the police um participates in and the behavior of the huntsman campaign so speaking of the police so i i yell this out to the crowd and that was like the last straw for uh, thompson the cop well now you're being disruptive you've got to go disorderly he said that's disorderly conduct which of course how is that disorderly conduct he said it was right i mean what the whole crowd was noisy and loud the whole room was loud at this time everyone was talking amongst themselves huntsman was not on stage there was no you know requirement of silence uh, on on the crowd at that point but not he just all. wanted an excuse at that point he then used that as an excuse to say that's it you're off the campus so at that point we no longer had the option to go to the wherever free speech zone they originally wanted us to go to because i had spoken he then kicked the entire group 
off of the campus. So, no, it wasn't my responsibility. Apparently, I apparently speak for absolutely everyone. And so y'all were kicked off the campus, too. Uh, Derek J. and everybody else was kicked off uh, because I spoke to the crowd, let them know what was going on. Of course, he didn't want anybody to know what he was doing up there. He didn't want anyone to know the truth about how he was cracking down on free speech and the right to assemble. And so, you know, I embarrassed him, basically. He might and, have to think about his actions. Yeah, so that, at that point, we then did begin uh, egressing from the property. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want, and we can talk about changing hearts and minds in a moment. Free Talk Live. BigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigEdPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight with you, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We have the Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will get you there. Shrine.freetalklive.com. You've been hearing about uh, the new digital currency known as the Bitcoin. It is an online currency that uh, you know you can use to buy, sell, and trade things without fees. It's not owned by any corporation, controlled by any government. But obtaining them up till now has been tricky. Crypto Exchange has uh, worked very hard to be the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your Bitcoins. I actually did um, some business with them today. If you're totally clueless, as as um, you know, I'm I'm clueless about the internet, not about the Bitcoin currency. <laughs> but um, they uh, they've got 24 hour customer service. I used it today. You can just visit their site, click on the live support link at the top. Sometimes it takes a little a little while for somebody to come up, but don't worry, they'll be there to help you. See the crypto exchanges banner at posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Let's go to you and your phone calls. James is on the line listening to WVTS in Charleston, West Virginia. Hello, James. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I was listening to your comments earlier about uh, uh, fascists, and it just kind of sounded like you were classifying all Republicans as fascists. Oh, no, certainly uh, not. Plenty of Republicans would vote for Ron Paul. Do you think that uh, fascism as a philosophy is more uh, well-represented in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party? Uh, well, I, I just don't, I, I don't see it as represented in the Republican Party or the Democratic Can Party. Can you define uh, fascism for me as you understand it? Well, uh, fascism uh, would kind of like a way of believing. Uh, yep, sure. Uh, uh, just like, uh, oh shoot! Um, <laughs> well, just tell me some uh, some aspects of it. You don't have to come up with a dictionary definition. I'm not trying to put you on the spot that way. But like some some aspects to fascism that you consider to be. Um, well, that that was part of, that was part of my reason for calling okay. is because I was wondering what you're classifying 
how you're classifying as fascism, what you're classifying as fascism. Fascism well, free system. speech to me. Um, so fascism is uh, the philosophy that the state is above all, um, that the government is above all. It is an authoritarian nationalism. Um, so, I mean, people love their their national government. They love their, their flag and their uh, national symbols. Um, and they're very authoritarian. They believe that the person in charge is the person who's right. Uh, they believe that the government should control businesses, but... And in the process, businesses being beholden to the government and, you know, that's, it's sort of a back-scratching situation with fascism. There is an aspect to fascism that has arisen from the Nazis, which is around race, but that really it doesn't describe fascism. Okay, that's more or less the way I was thinking. Okay. But, uh, um, well, I mean, uh, to answer your first question, uh, I would feel that uh, quite possibly uh, certain aspects of both Democrats and Republicans feel that. I, I mean, would agree. Yeah. I think there are Democrats I mean, I would and say fascists. It's pretty obvious that Obama, Mr. Obama, President Obama, is all for big government. Yeah, oh, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. He's he's <laughs> definitely a, a socialist and a fascist. And I think that really there are plenty of socialists in the Republican Party as well. It's just that I think they maybe lean a little more fascist and maybe the Democrats lean a little more socialist. But I think there's a good mix between them. Fascism's more business control of government. Um, socialism's more government control of business. I mean, that's the little, there's a fine line. Fascism is, uh, you know, is a, still a form of socialism, but it right. is a more authoritarian, nationalistic form of socialism. Well, I would guess that my belief all along has been uh, kind of like you have to give a little to get a little. If, if, if corporations aren't giving breaks or giving a little bit, then they're not going to hire people. They're not going to open a business in your community. Here, I'd here. say that's true with businesses. Um, I, I'm of the opinion that corporations are pieces of paper that the government has written out that, uh, that that basically allow people to slip the noose of their own responsibility. I think businesses, and by businesses I mean people operating in the world of business, trading and buying and selling and doing all the things they do, need breaks. And by breaks I mean they should be able to keep the money that they earn. Um, I think that they need to be able to keep the money that they earn in order to supply jobs and, and that sort of thing. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, I mean, I appreciate you taking my call. Oh, I was sure. just, I, I wasn't completely understanding your statement, and, uh, you know, I, uh, should... I'm, I'm an Iraqi war veteran. Uh, I just, uh, I, I mean, as far as national symbols, I, I do respect and I honor our flag. I took an oath to it. Um, you took but, an oath uh, to the flag? Well, he he did in the uh, the military, right? Is that, yes. Is that yes, in... you, take, you take an oath to defend all all enemies, foreign and domestic, and you, you mentioned the flag. Uh, to protect, yes, you take yeah. an oath to protect the flag. The, re- the republic for wow. which it stands, right? Flags are, um, you know, they they are evolved from symbols of military symbols. I mean, they, the militaries, you know, armies have always had their little symbols that they defend mm-hmm. in fights. So, I mean, flags are a very militaristic symbol, sure. So I'm glad you called well, for the clarification on that point, James, because we did just kind of throw it out without explanation. Yeah. So, Fascism's yeah. a tough word. I, that... I did I did have an odd question to a, to sure. a superior the other day. Uh, uh, is actually uh, in the military where where we've defined where where we have uh, pledged to defend the flag. Uh, I I myself am offended when someone wants to burn a flag or would burn the American flag. Would you, as a military member, uh, accept orders? Let's say, for instance, we were just talking about secession, and you said you're active in the military right now. Yes. Okay. So uh, so let's say that New Hampshire decides, the state government in New Hampshire decides, we've had it with this federal government and your flag. Uh, we're going to go ahead and secede. We're done. We're pulling out. Uh, and then Obama or whoever is uh, the next president orders 
the military to invade New Hampshire. Would you uh, follow those orders? I would not support those orders. Really? Well, support. Wow. Now, what's that mean? Would you follow the orders? Mm, I don't. I don't believe that I would. I, no, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do anything that would. Uh, lead us down a road to a civil war. I'm happy to hear that, James. Good to know. I've got, a, I've got another question. During the Hurricane Katrina, uh, they sent uh, not not just police officers, but uh, National Guard troops around door-to-door to confiscate weapons from people who had uh, experienced disastrous results mm-hmm. there. And, uh, and, and, of course, there were gangs roving around. They didn't have any way to protect themselves once they had their weapons uh, confiscated from them. But um, people in the military, National Guard units, uh, confiscated weapons from people. Would you do that if you were ordered to? Well, now, uh, you're speaking on a topic that I'm aware of, mm-hmm. that I'm familiar with. Um, in that scenario, uh, rescue helicopters and uh, security personnel, National Guard personnel, were being fired upon. That's right. By people of the community. That's when um, the order was given to yep. remove so that weapons. Just, so, so doesn't that sound like... It's us, the military, against them, the community. I mean, because you know that there were some people in the community. Most of the people in the community were just trying to protect themselves from those people that were likely firing on the uh, the copters and stuff like that. And likely the weapons weren't confiscated from the people that were doing the firing because they're running around doing sneak and right. peeks. They took and a gun from stuff. an old lady and knocked her they're over. They're knocking down 70-year-old ladies and taking their old pistols from them. So you're saying that all they have to do is tell you that there's somebody firing a gun somewhere and that's justification to take away gun rights from everyone well when it comes to martial law if martial law is declared uh i think that's where a lot of people get confused uh, when martial law is declared uh then you fall under the law of the military which if is anything goes that, right that's when that's when you guys just do whatever you want and the constitution be damned i thought you swore an oath to protect the constitution from but, enemies foreign and domestic yeah, maybe i'm mistaken <laughs> thanks for the call james and maybe you should think about that a little bit 855-453 the SACL cai toll free line you can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want this is free talk live Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Bring up anything you want. Toll free number for you. 855 453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's 1 855 450 3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there. The webcam is one of them. You can go watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the same page as the webcam over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And it's all free. Now that the holidays have uh, come and gone, it's time to get serious about your New Year's resolutions. For 2012, resolve to protect your most valuable asset, your family. Daily, we hear about all the crazy things happening around the world. Unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters. That's just to name a few. For my preparation, I recommend wisefoodstorage.com. Wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual individual metal mylar pouches. Carry a 25-year shelf life. Visit wisefoodstorage.com today. Request a free entree sample. 
excuse me. And for a limited time, enter promo code FTL to get a no-cost shipping on any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com. Call 855-FOODWISE. It's 855-FOODWISE. Use promo code FTL for a free sample and free shipping on any order. Peace of mind, the greatest gift you can give the ones you love. All right, so 855-450-FREE is the number here. Chad is in New York, and you're on Free Talk Live. Chad with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Hey, guys, how are you? Great. What's on your mind, Chad? Uh, nothing. I just want to prefix this uh, before I say anything. I just say this is just how I personally feel, not speaking on behalf of other libertarians or anything like that. But uh, I feel uh, sometimes that you're creating an atmosphere where anyone who doesn't share uh, a very, very similar view and attitude as yourself, uh, you sort of silence them. And going back earlier to what Mark was saying about the school, you guys were discussing handing out literatures there, uh, and Mark had made the point of, you know, maybe they just don't want you on their property. Uh, you know, and I could kind of understand that. He wasn't advocating, like, force should be used against you or anything like that. Uh, I just think it's an example of a much larger problem where you're creating this atmosphere where unless people do things exactly this way, you know, uh, I feel like I'm ostracized. Like, why would you? Uh, why would you then. feel that way? I don't understand. I don't understand. How how does us because going to the school handing out literature tell you what to do? It doesn't tell me what to do as a, as personally. But if anyone critiques it, or if anyone would do something in a different way, uh, it, it, I just feel like you silence them a little bit too aggressively. Like Mark wasn't silence making the point them. Chad, speaking yeah, for speaking for myself yeah, here, I'm all ears to new ideas for how sure. to do effective outreach. Right. Didn't we ask Mark for new ideas and he had nothing? Right. Oh, so, I think media. You want my? Um, uh, you don't watch my videos. I'm telling you, you need to get the media out to people. I understand it's difficult to meet young people. I got it. They want to insulate their young people, but. I, I I think that you know the 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 school outreach so far has engendered a great deal of of lashback. I don't think so at all. I, but uh, anyway, the kids go. love it. Hmm? I mean, see, like Mark's making a really valid point there. You don't necessarily have to provide some new idea in order to critique something either. I think it's a fallacy to use a little bit too often. Well, what well, else if you are wanted we to be to do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. if you wanted to be a constructive critique. Then it will have value. But if you just want to, you know, crap talk somebody's activism, then I don't really care that much. Like if you, if all you have to say is what you're doing sucks, it's ineffective, you suck. Then I don't really, you know, what? How am I? Why am I going to listen to that? I understand that, but then if they're using odd hominems or something, but if they're critiquing your activism on its values and on its merits, I think that's legitimate. And I think that people should be able to do that without providing some new idea. I'm just saying how you make me feel personally sometimes is that. You know, unless I would do things exactly like you, unless I'm a voluntarist, I feel isolated from the liberty community. Well, Chad, I want to give you, I, I want to encourage you to give me lots of criticism, but I want to hear alternatives for what I could be doing instead right. of what you don't like what I'm doing. Does that I, make well, sense? I understand that, and that, that's fine. How about outreach that doesn't involve getting arrested? Like, I just don't think that that really spreads the message. Yeah, I'm for that. I don't want to get arrested. I understand that you don't want to get arrested, but you purposely do things that would, you know, possibly put you at risk of getting arrested. And it doesn't spread the message. Like, you know, if before, you know, I was liberty-oriented, if I looked at something like that, I would just be like, hey, a bunch of lunatics got arrested for, you know, singing around the courthouse or whatever. What a you surprise. Don't, you don't actually think about the values of it, you know? 
Well, obviously, there's going to be some people that don't appreciate the approach. I mean, in any time you get out in the world and make a splash, some people are going to not like uh, what they what they see. You know what uh, I'd really like to see? Here's a little suggestion on critique, because you love to say the some people thing. And some people can be 99%. It can be 1%. It's the dodgiest thing that one can say. Do some man on the street. You guys from Cheshire TV, grab a camera, go out, get 100 people. Okay, get 40 people if 100's too many. Ask them. Stick a, stick a microphone in their face and say, what do you think about free staters? What? That's, I would love to see someone like that because I bet the reaction is more negative than you think. I used to be signed up for the Free State Project. And look, I, I, I love you guys. I think you do a lot of great work up there, particularly Pete Air. I love the stuff to do with Coplock. But I myself am not going to move to New Hampshire now. And the reason is because I feel isolated by some of the volunteers up there. I, mean, I don't like, get I it, like dude. I really don't understand. You're the biggest voice of the Free State Project. It doesn't make sense to me because there are thousands of you know members of the Free State can Project. Can I, can I explain like can I just explain where I'm coming from a bit? Sure, sure um, you can. It well, sounds like, it sounds to me like you're using me as some sort of an excuse to not move here, I'm and I don't not get that. I'm using an excuse personally. I'm I'm not you know I'm just trying to say I'm not trying to generalize you guys because they critique for that a lot. So I'm trying to just approach you directly one on one as sort of a just a way to get this message across. Um, my girlfriend, for example. When we met, she was a big liberal. She was very pro-Obama. And because I approached her as Chad Van Alston with my own views, she's now very liberty-minded. I didn't approach her as Chad Voluntarius Freeman. And, like, that's the issue I have is that there's such a collective sort of consciousness going on up there. You know, everyone Up there? You're the, the one collectivizing. You're saying that it's all like this. But I'm telling you that there are plenty of people who are minarchists and they're working within the system and they're voting. And, and voluntarists working running, within the system. Running for elections. But, uh, you know, to say that everybody here is named uh, Freeman no. is ludicrous. No, no. I'm, I never said that everyone is there named Freeman. And I think if you roll this back later, you'll see that I never said that. But there are a lot of people who are doing those kind of things, and, and I'm not collectivizing or generalizing them. You're generalizing yourself if you attribute uh, the certain group name to you. Chad, like, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to critique what, what you had to say about the Freeman thing. Sure. If I was going to come and do the kind of activism that these people did, and I was going to you know, get involved the way they did, I would try to not use my last name, too. I would try not to uh, have that last name. Now, I understand it, it looks kind of collective, everybody having the last name Freeman, but to some extent, yeah. that's the thumbing of their, uh, their nose at the, uh, at the man and saying, ha-ha, I've got a last, I'm not going to tell you what my last name is. Well, no. So, for me, it was changing my last name because I felt like that was the a more, uh, For me, it was changing my last name because I felt like it was a reflection of who I am. I think you were one of the first ones uh, to, to to really do it. But I think that to a, to a large extent, the activism in Cheshire County, whether it is or not, looks like screw f the police. And that that's what it looks like, and that's what it comes across as to everybody. And it and it seems um, it seems extraordinarily negative, and it has engendered a lot of negative response. Chad, it's you not s- appealing. It's not appealing. It's but you sound like a you. cool guy, man. And I hope that you come to New Hampshire and check it out for yourself and see all no, the I've different been types up there of guys activism. Times, but I'm just not interested anymore. And like I really want to be because uh, we no, probably bring ninety percent of things. But I you feel like because I'm not willing to say that I'm an anarchist that I wouldn't really have a much of a voice up there amongst you guys. The no, I, I deal with people I on a daily basis who are not anarchists, who are still interested in liberty, who do 
uh, activism totally different from the activism I do. And right. there's a place for that. And there are going to be people who are coming in the future who are going to be doing things that no none of us have even thought of yet. Yeah, yeah. I disagree. That you could be one of them, but I, you're I, I disagree that you will be marginalized or any way in way, any way, shape, or form. Right. You're choosing you not to join. You don't have to go to Keene um, right. in order to you know be <laughs> in the Free State Project. Just because Ian has uh, you know monopolized this particular town doesn't mean that Chad. What what I hear from there are, there are people in the political system here too, Mark. Uh, will May over at the Free Keen blog is all political, and there's all kinds of people that are that are not doing what Derek Jay and I are doing. But what I'm hearing right. from you, Chad, is you're using the uh, in a, a convenient excuse, and it's fine if you if you want to stay in New York. That's your business. See, see, um, see what you're doing. See what you're doing but, there. You're making it sound like I'm like too much of a pussy to come out. Oh, sorry. You know no, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> you're using a convenient excuse to not join the most effective popular liberty movement in the world right now you're using the excuse of well there's some people there that i disagree with so therefore i don't want to be around them and look whenever uh, you've got whenever you've got a large movement chad of people there are going to be people you disagree with so we have growing pains in this movement because of that some people don't get along with one another and it sounds like we wouldn't get along have a nice day 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line good thing other people are attracted The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. But if you disagree with us, you will be silenced! I think you, uh, I th- I think you really handled that poorly, <laughs> i got to say. What are you talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I think you handled that guy poorly. What do you mean? He was he was saying I'm silencing people, which could nothing could be more far more from the truth because I have freekeen.com, a blog with open anonymous commenting, uh, and then we have Free Talk Live with open phones where you can call in and accuse me of any sort of absurdity. Maybe and what so, he means is you are not open to any kind of critique. That's not true. I'm, you critique me plenty, and I've, I've heard plenty of critique. But as Derek Just J. pointed out, to it. <laughs> I'd rather hear, I'll listen to your critique, but what's valuable to me is other ideas. What do you think would be better? Apparently, his idea of what would be better would be if we all changed our name back to our, our legal name and stopped doing all this silliness, which is you know turning Maybe him off from Maybe what he's trying to say is that there's a certain level of cult of personality around you and your activism up here. I know you don't want that. I didn't hear that from him. What I heard him was attacking the voluntarists in this in this particular movement and basically saying that voluntarists were the problem it's how it sounded to me it sounded like he didn't like the style of activism that happens in Keene, and so that was his reason for not only not wanting to go to Keene, but to stay away from new hampshire altogether and stay in new york i welcome him to uh you know call in with critiques in the future i'd, I'd love to hear you know i'd love to hear uh, stuff that's more substantive in the sense of what could we do otherwise uh, but you know at the same time I, I welcome him to call and if you don't like my activism that's your pro- you know that's your problem uh you, you're welcome to critique it but it doesn't affect you it shouldn't affect you my activism certainly isn't affecting the people that are oh, i think for- that uh, outside the system activism has absolutely uh, affected uh, uh, negatively the Free State Project in the state of New Hampshire. 
It depends on who you ask. Uh, if uh, you ask course. the most, and, and, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! There you go again. Look, right. when you say some, you are not referring to a quantity. If you ask, there could be four freaking people in the state of New Hampshire mm-hmm. that uh, like your activism, and you would be correct in what you're saying. What I'm asking you to do is take a camera, go out, and ask some people of the, the city of Keene what they think about you and your buddies. Why don't you do it? I don't uh, want to. So uh, you you asked for a critique. You asked for a substantive thing you can do. I've given it to you. You know you're going to get negative feedback like a mofo and you don't want to do I've it i've seen michelle go and ask people that question and there's a variety then of different put her answers. in front of the camera there's a variety of different I, answers. I like that idea mark and i, I think i, I a, think uh freaking tv uh should head that up sometime in the next i've, month I've seen that done uh, to some extent it wasn't a hundred people it was maybe you know a dozen or, or less maybe a handful what wasn't that like but four years ago no this was when still. michelle was here so it was within the last okay. year or so and uh and you know some people hadn't even heard of the free state project i bet a bunch of them haven't yeah so, you know, I'm sorry, Mark, but, uh, you know, I don't see the huge negative n- thing that you're saying. But, yeah, there are some people in the political realm that really don't like the outside-the-system activism. That's because they, like our last caller, want everyone to be doing exactly what they're doing. Their activism is the right path. Their activism is the correct road. And how dare anybody else step away from it? I've never said, you need to do what I do. I've never said, join or else. Or, you know, you have to change your name to Freeman. Or you have to do civil disobedience or non cooperation no, I just promote the activism that I find most interesting and that I find most exciting, and I'm sorry that he doesn't doesn't agree with it. Too bad. I do the activism I do, and just expect other people to do what they're going to do, whether I agree with them or not. Right. I um, don't try to change what other people are doing. It, you know, I mean, maybe I'll critique them personally and quietly, but whatever. Let's take some calls. Derek, did you want to add something to this? Just that I moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project because I saw the civil disobedience yep. happening, and I saw videos especially coming out of Keene that was attractive to me. That's why I moved here. I wanted to be a part of what's happening here, right. and I don't really care if the locals don't like it. I'm with you, Derek. Uh, I think it's important what the locals think, but ultimately I want to attract more people here who are like me. And I think that's... win win hearts and minds the way you guys are talking. I think that's But globally, think about the the hearts and minds that are in places... I was in Philadelphia. I moved over to to here. My heart and mind was changed. And the thing you're missing, Mark, is that the more people like Derek and I and others that are coming, peaceful-oriented people are coming here to the area, the more they're going to connect with people in the area and change their hearts and minds. There are people who've heard things about so-called so you, free So we staters. have to get down to a negative 100 in order to work our way up to I don't know, what, t- you want, uh, I don't know what you're saying 10. there, but uh, I, what I can tell you is that uh, people who connect with free staters realize that they're not what they heard. Like there's rumors and then there's the truth. And the rumors are easily dismissed by the truth when they actually encountered the truth. And the truth is easy to encounter when there are more people here who are of a like mindset. So I think it's all going to come out in the end and it's all going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, but, you know, I'm not upset by somebody who's, you know, somebody who is not of my particular viewpoint being upset by what it is I'm doing here because I'm trying to attract people like me. Like Carrie Brown's silver rule suggests be yourself and you will attract people like you. If you try to be someone Someone else besides yourself, you're only attracting people who like the fake you. That's not me. Let's keep going here and talk to Jericho in West Virginia. Excuse me, in Virginia, uh, Mount Jackson, listening to WSVG. Jericho. Hey, what's up, guys? What's hey. on your mind? Hey, I got my comment. I still want to make, but listening to y'all's argument there, I got to throw another one in. <laughs> Go ahead. I think this country is so screwed up, liberty-wise, right now. I mean, you attack it your way, I attack it mine. Thank he you. attacked it his way. And it needs to be attacked on many different fronts here, here. many yep. different ways. 
you know. So I mean, that's, that's, can't we all just get along? <laughs> I do. I work yeah. with the po- politicians. I work with the politicos, and I do that that sort of thing. You know, I went out, I voted, and I've supported Ron Paul, and I'll I'll support local candidates and hold signs for him and everything. I'll do anything it takes to advance liberty. But if somebody doesn't want to join me, it's no skin off my back. I don't right, care. Right, right. Can't we all just get along? A great message. <laughs> next, next point, Jericho. We got to. But uh, I want to talk Second Amendment real quick, and yes. uh, I guess your caller before the last sounded like he was military or ex-military. I don't current, know. Current military. I, I'm, I'm ex-military myself, and uh, I mean, basically, we have what's called unlawful orders, and that foolishness that happened with Hurricane Katrina down in New Orleans—that was an unlawful order, and anyone who followed it was breaking the law. I mean, just because a cop gets shot at by a person does not revoke everyone's Second Amendment rights. And if 10 cops get shot at by 10 people, it doesn't revoke everyone's Second Amendment rights. Exactly. It does not. And and New York City, I mean, it's everyone knows there's been a few stories lately about New York City with guns. People supposedly don't know what the rules are in New York City. They go up there with a gun and innocently say, hey, I'm I'm packing, and they get arrested. in one in one hand, it's kind of stupid because you know the rules. I mean, I've, I've known since I was born. You don't take a gun to New York City. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But on the other hand, those are those are unconstitutional laws. And I'll tell you right now, I pack and I pack where I want to pack. And the Second Amendment doesn't say you have the right to keep and bear arms unless you're in the state of New York. Or <laughs> I heard you, man. It's, it's frustrating in, in, in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Just shall Power, not be yep, infringed. But yet you've got people like that guy who's in the military who will do whatever it is they're told oh, to it's do. it's martial when, law. When it, right. Oh, well, the, the right. Constitution doesn't well, apply anymore, it, buddy. It, it basically, it, you, you mentioned, I guess, what was it, New Hampshire. Okay, if New Hampshire decides to secede, are we going to invade them? I've had this argument with several people until my face turns blue about the Civil War. And they talk all they want. It was about slavery. It was about slavery. It was about mm. slavery. But yet this war wasn't fought in 1850-something or 1840-something. It was fought when the South decided to secede. And I'm sorry, California or Texas or New Hampshire has the right, the constitutional right, to secede if they want to. And you don't just go invade a place and declare martial law because someone exercises their constitutional right. Right. Yeah, we should have and, ended up asking him, well, if they declare martial law, then will you invade New Hampshire? <laughs> hey, thanks, Jericho. It was I you're putting down, Jericho. It was interesting in the case of secession that he wouldn't, uh, he said he wouldn't pick up arms, but in the case of uh, martial law, he'd do whatever he was told. It was interesting. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who has not thought about That's these things. That's why I suggested he should think about it. Let's talk yeah. to George listening to WBHP in Huntsville, Alabama. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, fellas. Hey. Um, I just want to point out something, uh, that you seem to think that fascism is a bad system. Then our system of government before about 1913 was considered fascist, although it probably wasn't called that. And, and one of the uh, indications of this is that Mercury Dime, if you're familiar with a Mercury Dime, on the back of a Mercury Dime, you'll find a fascist. The Roman fascist, yes. And it's in the architecture in uh, some of the uh, the stuff in Washington D.C. as yeah. well. And that House was of just because the fascists took that symbol doesn't mean that the government was fascist, though. I mean that was a symbol of well, the ability of the what was it the the uh, shoot the name of the guy the 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 Roman yeah, the Romans, yeah. magistrate and they would carry them behind them and it would show that they were exempt from the law of uh, the Senate or something. George, call us back another time if you'd like to elaborate. We'd love to hear from I you. I would love to, to hear it, Charles yeah. real quick here in West Virginia, listening to WVTS. Charles, go ahead. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, y'all have been talking about succession. Yes, sir. Succession. I was just wondering how you see that actually happening. I mean, you talked to that guy there last night I was listening. He was from Montana. He said pretty much the same thing. I don't see 
the government just going ahead and giving up land. And well, you know, a lot of people believe that, that the government would get violent, and, I, and that's, I think, an indicator of just how bad things have become, right? So uh, how would it happen? Well, the legislature would likely have to vote for some sort of a resolution to secede There would be a lot US. of steps between here and there of the state legislature trying to get a certain level of autonomy from the federal government, and I'd just like to see some of those steps taken. Hey, uh, Charles, a peaceful solution. I wish we had more time, but thanks for the call tonight. We're out of it for now, but we'll be back tomorrow because we do this thing live seven nights a week. It's been Ian here. Derek J. And Mark. Uh, visit DerekJ.FR33Agents.com. Live for your dance. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com.